They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? It's another week. Dude, it another is, week. It <clears throat> is. We are at the end. We're at the end. We have one more week of, of June, and we are done with six, six months in 2022. We're halfway through season eight of, of our of our show. It's absolutely crazy. Time is just flying by. We're already done with one month of summer, right? Well, one more God. month, and then I have to. The kid goes back to school. And thank God, thank God, Obi Wan and Kenobi's over. Oh my God, dude! That I you know just what? just I I didn't watch it. I'm letting you know now. No. I didn't watch it. I just watched your show, and I got a migraine yep. from watching the last show. <clears throat> well. Here's the thing. I'm not going to talk about the the show itself. But, please don't talk about it. But the fact that people defend this shit, okay? I I love. I used to love Star Wars because I, I wanted everything about Star Wars. I loved everything about it. Now I love the thought of Star Wars, but the actual stuff of Star Wars that's coming out, I get indigestion just talking about it. Right? It's it absolute just rock of shit and. People that that people that are like, well, you guys are not criticizing the original trilogy. Oh no, there's stuff in the original oh, trilogy. I beat, I, I beat the shit out of the yeah. original trilogy. I was around for yeah. it. Of course, I'm allowed to beat the shit right? out of it. No, I I talk about the original trilogy and the and the the hiccups, and especially the prequels and whatnot. But now you can't even. The new stuff is just terrible, man. Terrible. It, it's not even like what's the best movie anymore. It's like which one wasn't the shittiest. Is 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 the shows and stuff right? Just absolute. Bad story writing. Bad story writing. Anyway, Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. We're here live Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we do about 48 shows a year. If you'd like to help us out in any way, shape, or form, you can share, like, and subscribe. Uh, if you want to go above and beyond that, you can become a member. You can do super chats. You become gifted uh, members uh, as well. Uh, we do appreciate you uh, if you're here uh, for one second, one minute, one hour. You're watching this after the fact. There's so many ways that you can help us out here by commenting, liking, uh, sharing. Uh, so all that stuff, it all helps us out, and we do appreciate you. We are free, uh, and if you're entertained by us in any way, uh, come back each and every week. You can show your, your support in many different ways. So we appreciate you uh, showing up, hanging out with the live chat or after the fact with the uh, on YouTube. We are only live on YouTube this evening. We've been having problems with the internet, uh, with the software side of the internet, not the internet itself. So... I've noticed that if when we dual streamed, we would get we would get hit sometimes with drops even during this show. Uh, and since I stopped using Twitch and YouTube simultaneously, I've noticed solid, solid, and you can you know you can watch us in in 720p, 60 frames, uh, whatever. Uh, so that now. But yeah, uh, <clears throat> on today's show, Sarge. On today's show. We're going to talk about Diablo Immortal. We're going to talk about uh, Blizzard. We're going to be talking about um, Minecraft a little bit, but uh, more of mods that are coming to it, which is 
impressive. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Elden Ring. We're going to talk about keyboard support coming to Microsoft or Xbox. We're going to talk about Todd Howard a little bit in Starfield. We're going to bring up a, a game called Superfuse. We're going to see some gameplay of that. We're going to talk about some Gotham Knights and co-op. We're going to bring up Halo co-op or non-co-op of that. Uh, we're also going to talk about Battlefield 2042. Uh, we're going to talk about Ghostbusters uh, Unleashed a little bit. We're going to show some gameplay of that and talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about Bungie's uh, lawsuit going on uh, with uh, what happened a couple months ago. We brought it up about the Bungie lawsuit, about the uh, DMCA suit that was going on. Uh, and we're at the very end, if we have enough time, enough time, we're going to show uh, some of the 20 best new open world games that are coming uh, in 2022 or 2023. So there's a lot of stuff that we're going to talk about here, and we'll uh, we'll get to it. Uh, but before that, we're going to uh, talk about what we've been playing. So. What have you been playing, Sarge? You've been playing anything uh, new? Try something else uh, new out? Are you experimenting with anything? What what have you been, what have you been doing? I mean, not really. This week's been kind of kind of jammed up a little bit. Uh, been playing Minecraft. Um, what else was I playing? Oh, because of that, because I got the Access and Allies game working better on my phone. I've been playing that. Um, what was the other game I played? Oh, I was on Game Pass. Give me a minute. Uh, Tunic. Oh, did you, did you start playing Tunic again? Mm, or mm -hmm. not again, but I started playing it. Started playing it. <clears throat> it's it reminds me of Zelda, like old school Zelda. It's done really well. Yeah, it it it's 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 definitely it it's definitely a love letter to to Zelda, right? But at the, at the same time, I think it's it's a lot harder than Zelda. I mean, with with the with the combat and stuff like that, as as you go deeper into the game. I mean, there's there's so many, there's so many interesting games. Like every once in a while, when I'm in the mood, I load back up Cuphead. Cuphead, but is I, I get, but I get very frustrated very quickly because yeah. I don't have the same reaction time as I once did. So it's like Cuphead's it's like a train, it's like it's like a training, something. it's like a training thing for me. Like I I play so many levels, and then when I if I strike out three, I do the three strike rule. I play it. I'll die a little bit here and there, and I keep pushing on. But if I die consecutively three times in a row, instead of throwing a controller against the wall, I, I put it down. <clears throat> I, I just turn it off. Right. I, I, it, I did start getting. It finally happened. I started getting drift on my Xbox controller. Oh, well, that that happens a lot, a lot faster nowadays. Yep. A lot faster yep. nowadays. I went through. And I bought a controller within a month and a half. Never dropped it. Never did anything with it. I put it on a nice little pedestal every night. Uh, I got I got drift right away. I brought it back. It was after the the uh, return period of obviously right. Uh, and then uh, when I brought it back, I I just swapped it and they 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 gave it to me. Yeah, I was lucky. But yeah, listen, if the, if the controller is not that first of all, the controller is not that old. All right, I just clean it up. I make sure I, I sanitize, clean it up. It's not that beat up. If it's, if it's less than a month or two, and I'll I'll go buy another one, and swap out the box, and tell them to go fuck themselves. Yeah, you can't always, tell me you can't tell me I got a I got a controller for a month and I got drift. Yeah, you could always do that the swap that we used to do with like Walmart and Target and stuff like that. You buy well, a brand new system. You put you the can, old system in there. You put the yeah, but you can't. I think in the Xbox settings, I think you can uh, can mess around with the uh, dead zone, and so basically you can limit your drift for a certain amount of time before it gets to be, it overwhelms the actual adjustment in the software settings. But, you know, I had an Xbox 3, listen, I had an Xbox 360 controller 
where the actual analogs were worn oh, thin. Yeah. Yeah. Right before before I had any problems with it. like the Xbox the, the Xbox 360 controllers were incredible, like they lasted forever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look, look, this one, I'm gonna get it real close. This the 360 is, controller. This, this is not this is not dropped in any way, shape, or form. This is literally worn out. You can see the yeah, your, th your thumbs from wearing it out. Yeah, yeah. You see the crack in there, like worn down. Right, it just like peeled off because of the right, and then there's another the, one I have. That, that camera isn't that good. No, no one's seeing anything. We'll believe you. you. Use your imagination. Nobody, you can. Nobody's nobody's seeing that. There, believe me. Trust me. I, that's why I said I believe you. But no. trust me, it's there. Melrose says I got drift on my PlayStation Five controller, 18 months old. We got a new one uh, for Father's Day. There you go. Thank God for Father's Day, huh, Melrose? Thank God for Father's Day. Oh, look what I got for Father's Day. My son, he gives the best gifts. He's, he's very thoughtful, right? Yeah, he got me this balsa wood uh, puzzle of an X-Wing. And I built it. It's like, it took me about 30 minutes to build. But I, and, now, now you have to let it on fire and call it Porkins. <laughs> but it's, it's pretty cool, right? It's pretty cool. I thought, I was like, I was like that's, that's really cool. He, he got himself an A-Wing. Now, now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute, Mike. Hold it up again. Hold it up again. You know, remember, think back now. And I know somebody, somebody in chat already knows the answer what I'm about to say. Do you remember what our balsa wood plane looked like? Um, you're, you're talking about <laughs> the the balsa wood one where it's just straight and then had the wing going through with the with the plastic piece up front. Yeah. <laughs> right, you just put it on a rubber band. Put yeah. the rubber band on the top and you just they, fire they, it. They still have that. They still have that. Right? That that was our balsa wood model. Yeah, that was it. We didn't have detail like that. Yeah, he bought himself an A-wing, right? And he tried to pick, he tried to build it. He played. He tried for like three minutes. It was like it's too hard. They gave it to me, so I have an A-wing to build now as well. But I think I think he's gonna hijack it from me once I build it. I'm sure. I'm sure. That's how we are with Legos. Legos. He buys the Legos. I build the Legos, and he plays with the Legos. So that's that's our relationship, which is fine. He's, he's missed out. He's missing out on half of it. Well, it's fine because he you likes. Know, that reminds me. That reminds me. I have a box of the of another of another. Um, what what the hell is the series called? The 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 cool looking buildings, the town. Mm -hmm. I, I, I what the hell the hell the, the the subcategory is. I had a box. I was supposed to give it to you for Christmas. Okay. And I, I I forgot it, and then I buried it, and then I found it again. So, and I'm like, so now is it? For this Christmas coming up, or is it a Christmas no. gift from last Christmas? No, no, I'm not. I'm not substituting that for a new Christmas present. I'm saying that 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 has to be given to you. I have a, another Lego house for you to build. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be changing my room a bit around. Uh, behind me, there's a wall behind this green screen. That's usually what happens behind green screens. There's a wall. Uh, I'm actually bringing in a like a wall unit system, and I'm gonna have a place where I can build my Legos and like place them in the the cubicle type of thing. Mm -hmm. So, you want to make the room smaller? Uh, well, no, I'm, I'm taking stuff out and then bringing stuff in. Yeah, we're, we're getting... All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking... I have, a th I have a really long desk. Uh, you, you've been here. The, the desk that's like right when you come in the, in the room, yeah. that's the other yeah. half of this desk. Yeah. Uh, I'm moving that into his Lego play area, and I'm redoing his whole Lego area. So that, I tried. That, that I tried. desk is going to uh, be able to... So he can build, and there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Which is funny because you did you did counterproductive what I did, right? I sorted them into the 
same pieces and you color coded them into all the right, like the white pieces and yellow pieces. And I went, oh no. So I had to redo what you did. And now it's all pieces like one by twos, uh, two by fours, uh, bricks. Yeah, but you need, you need one of those uh, uh, like screw, screw yeah, drawer things. Yeah, I have, I have two of them. Yeah, yep. yeah. Otherwise, forget it. I, but he destroys that. That's the part about the Legos I don't like, though. Once the main piece gets destroyed by a kid, it's 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 very hard to put the real thing back together that's, again. That's why I have them color code. That's why I have them in in piece order, not color. And when you go through the when you go through the instruction manual again, you, you just find the piece. Just I got open you. the drawer and grab the piece, and then put it back together. Yeah, got it. That, you put in color code. If, oh god, that's 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 if you have all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vacuum. Yeah. Dog, yeah, vacuum dog, yeah. or the or the, uh, the the dreaded. Yeah, Thor Thor ate a piece the other day. Came in, I was like, make sure you pick up your pieces. He ate. He, you don't know. I was like, whatever. Like, not, not a big deal. Small piece. He'll pass that through. <laughs> All right. What other games have you been playing? That's it, man. I, I, the week's been too tight. I, mean, I haven't really out of time. I there was there was one or two nights where I once again I fell asleep with the controller in my hand. That's how I know how tired I was. I was like, I want to do something, right? And I got the controller in my hand. I'm playing, and all of a sudden I fall asleep. I I've been having this issue where I want to play games, and then I turn it on, and I'm like, no, no I don't want to play. I did that with Division twice last week. I turned it on, and I went, no, nah, I'm good. Nope, I, I don't want to play. We still have to go back and do the uh, the next manhunt, though. I think it, I think it has it started. I think so. Um, so you could do that. I don't know. I guess night tomorrow next week. I don't. I don't. Uh, games I've been playing. I uh, played um, uh, Fall Guys. Fall Guys came out on Tuesday. Um, does it work? It did work. It, it, it had. I had to shut off. Does uh, it? Does it work? I had to shut off crossplay. Um, and. Only, only team up with people on the Eastern board uh, because everyone and their mother was playing. They had just 60,000 people on Steam playing. Uh, then it was on Epic Store and then PlayStation, then Xbox and Switch. Switch, I played on Switch. And boy, let me tell you, on Switch, it, the frame rate is just, it's bad. It's bad. Let me bring up, uh, here's some Fall Guys uh, footage of us or me playing the other day. Um, this is a spot I played, and I think this is the board or the next board that happens. I I, I made some really cool saves and, and made it, but it is a fun game, right? It, it it's a fun game. Uh, it's a, it's a hand eye coordination game. Yeah, no, it's 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 a lot of luck involved too. It's a hand eye coordination, but there's a lot of luck involved as well. Uh, some of the some of the boards. The last time I played this game was like two years ago. It came out in August of 2020. Uh, I played maybe the first week, maybe the first two weeks, and then I stopped playing. Uh, nothing against the game. I was just like, you know, move on. And, I, and I'm sure I'll do it again with this. Uh, but it's fun. Uh, the season pass to me is not really worth it. I mean, they have a the cosmetic of Godzilla, Mechagodzilla in it. And they have uh, the Assassin's Creed uh, Enzo inside there. But the randomness of it, I really like the obstacle courses. It re reminds me of it's, Wipeout. It reminds me yeah, of... Yeah, but it's like, it's, like the, it's like Ninja Warrior for children. Yeah, not Ninja Warrior. What's the other one that was um that was on G four? What do you mean I, not Ninja Warrior? If you fail Ninja Warrior, you're no, 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 no. It. It, yeah, but it wasn't. There was another competition one that was like Wipeout, but it was the Japanese version. That well, Wipeout. There's, there's there's hole in the wall. There, there's like that. Uh, uh, I forget what I forget what it's called, but you know, I, I forget what the, 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 the hole else, in the wall. Someone the hole in the wall in thing is hilarious. Yeah, 
But Fall Guys in general is a fun game. It is. Uh, what I like, the things I like about Fall Guys is that it's cross-play, cross-progression, uh, and games like this live or die because of cross-play. Okay? They live or die because of cross-play. Okay? Well, it should be more convenient. Is what it should be. It should be more convenient to play crossplay. Right. It I think shouldn't be this. It shouldn't be this disaster where we're, it, it, the software is at this point the hardware is about the same. I don't understand what kind of coding issues they have to, for a basic game like this not to be good for multiple systems or cross-platform systems. It just doesn't make sense. That's uh, one point for King Speaks. He said uh, MXC. Yes, that's that's what it is. MXC's. Takashi uh, Castle, that's another one, Krebs. Yeah, I remember Kashi that one. Ka- Takashi's Castle, that's another one, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this reminds me of MXC. I, I really like it. Like, it, it's fun. It's aggravating, okay, at the same time. I, they're little fucking beans running around, and for some reason... You care. You, yeah, you care. You're, you get so... You care. You get so, like, oh, come on, go! You're, like, you're, you're, you're so competitive with something so simplistic. Oh, you fell. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, 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 I didn't qualify because of this. I, I, because I couldn't get through that one section. I failed my team. We were doing squad team, like squad base. And I, we, didn't, we didn't make it. We got eighth uh, for, for team battle, which is another cool thing. There's solo, there's squads, there's duos. Um, there's a lot of things you're always kind of unlocking. They have that Fortnite mentality, uh, Rocket League mentality. And, and the reason for this, the reason for this is... Uh, Epic bought them. Epic brought them back out in February of 2021 or March of 2021. They they bought uh, Rocket League as well. They've converted Rocket League into the same format as this guy's just getting beat. This is not me. I was I was laughing. This guy just kept getting beat by fall. <laughs> just kind of watching him. Yes, this guy. I would have threw the controller already. <laughs> How many times is he gonna get hit by the same ball, bro? Yeah, and obviously he doesn't make it, but. It's a fun game. It really is. Um, I think it's, they could do it. A, teach, it's, 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 once again, it teaches hand-eye coordination. They could do a little bit uh, more with the season pass. The season pass to me is a little bit of a letdown. Uh, nothing that I really want to spend $10 for. Now, obviously, if I play this game enough and complete the season pass, I will toss 10 bucks at them because, obviously, if I put that amount of time in, I would like to unlock the stuff that I unlocked, right, for the season pass or whatnot. Um, there was a... There was a a mode. Wait, let me see if I can get to it. Here, the, the, check this out. You know, we're not that far away from Fall Guys being like the game for college kids to play to get a scholarship. Oh right. What? Watch this. This this is the board. This is the board that I I got saved, like super saved. I I fall a couple times, but watch, watch this save that I do. Uh, I think it, I think it happens pretty close. Oh here. my God! What is happening? I'll, I'll put the. I'll put are the, you in, are you in a giant kaleidoscope? Yeah, what put, is I'll happening put, I'll put right the now? Sound on for a second. Oh wait, no, there's no sound. Okay, I get knocked over. Here it is. I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna die. I leap over, grab onto the thing. I'm like, oh, what a save! What a save! And I start running across. Okay, I get across the next two platforms. Okay, and then I jump across, and then I almost die again. I get knocked off a little bit. Someone bumped me right here. Oh, you can bump. Right? And I grab on. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, what a save. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, two seconds later, I'm like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was so, I was so like, Ugh. yeah, it's oh, like I said, it's, it's fun. It's a fun game. But I don't know if I could play this for 
100 hours. I don't. I don't know if I can play this 100 hours. Uh, no, it'd be like it'd be like a 10-game set, and then I was yeah, it. You'd have to stop. Yeah, shut it off for the night or whatever. And that's what we did. We played it for about three and a half hours. I, at about two hours, I was like, uh, I think I'm done with this. But we continued on because it was fun. We were playing squad-based stuff. Oh, I can't believe you didn't make it right there. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Sarge is a little bit behind, so. Yeah. I'm so close. But yeah, it's a fun game. I, I really like it. Uh, we're going to play more of it. We're going to have party nights, and you can do custom-age matches. And then later this year, they're going to have a Forge mode before Halo, right? So you can actually make your own levels and do all these different things, and then that's where it's going to shine. Because if you can create your own maps and then have people play it, that's going to be a lot of fun for the uh, ball guys. But yeah, it's a good time. Get eliminated, you get some points, you get the king. We won two matches. We got we got two wins that night uh, in duos. Uh, and then I played one more match at the very end, and I was just shy of. Oh wait, wait. Let me see if I let me let me bring it back. This is the the last match. Oh, Craig, Craig is uh, Craig's bringing up the uh, the volleyball match I had with the uh, <laughs> where I completely and utterly destroyed. I completely utterly destroyed this guy. Okay. The volleyball so one-on-one -on -one match. So you can bump people? Yeah, you can bump and grab people. Yeah. You can grab people? You can grab people. I hate. Grabbing someone is like teabagging someone. If you come up to me and grab me, I will hunt you down for the rest of the match and try to kill you. Yeah, but I just, hate. How do, you, how, do, how do you identify them? Everyone looks the same. No, they, there's people that look different from, uh, from other people. So I beat this guy. What did I beat him? Eight nothing? nothing on, on during a volleyball match chat was telling me to let up on him i was like no i'm not gonna let him score i was very competitive very competitive so i, I beat him eight nothing oh you, but you have to hit it to yourself yeah it's it's got to hit it by yourself over the over the fence you're playing you're playing volleyball volleyball i think i think it's called interesting right so this is one of the other things and then one of the last matches yeah here it is this is the last match final round I played one solo match, and I, I, I was doing good. I was doing good, and then all of a sudden, uh, I, I screwed it up. Okay? There's, there's only seven of us left. I was, lead, I was leading the way. I was taking a good time here. Okay? I was, I was ready. I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win this, and then I got screwed up. You'll, you'll see when I screw up. Okay? Doing strong here. Everyone gets beat up here. They get hit by the ball. Okay? I'm like, okay, good. I got the lead. Feeling strong here. Okay. Having a clean run. Uh-oh. And right there. That's it. It's over. Over. I, that, that slowed me down. And then this part right here. Oh, I couldn't get through. And that's it. I can't, I can't get around. I get around, and they're already over there. I was about to jump, and I missed it by that much to win, to win the match. I, I, was, I came in third, I guess it was. I just missed. I was so frustrated. So frustrating. There is no second place. No second. So, so you know what? That's actually a good thing. I'm glad that the, I'm glad that the game there is no second place. No second place. There's only a winner. I like it. Right. So, like it. so Fall Guys. I played. I've been playing Marvel's Avengers. I played Minecraft. We're playing Minecraft a little bit more. Um, I like Minecraft, man. Minecraft to me. I so gotta get a texture. I gotta. I gotta get a texture pack. We got a texture pack. I got, I, yeah, but I want to. I want I. I gotta get a decent one that makes it look. Cool. Makes it look good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Minecraft to me is just a really all around great game. Like you do what you want, play with people. It's easy. To get it's in. scales. It's scales. Yeah. Good. Very creative. Um, then I'm playing Marvel's Avengers, and I'm gonna go on a little rant here, Sarge. Oh God. About Marvel's I'll Avengers. Just, I'll just go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Marvel's Avengers is 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 a love hate relationship for me. Today I played Marvel's Avengers and they've done some really cool stuff with Marvel's Avengers. Okay, where before you could only get 175 by playing the OLT and doing the regular raid, and then once you got to 160, you got to elite raid, which I hated that system. Then they said, hey, we're gonna put in in the events. We're gonna put we're gonna put the events in where you can get to 175 by just doing the events. And I was like, oh, cool, great. So I'm thinking in my head, I was like, great. So if I want to level up my Hulk, I can do the events, then do the events with my Black Panther, then do the events with, you know, uh, you know, Miss Marvel. I can, already, I can already figure it out. The answer is no. Right, the answer is no, right? So the way the events were before today was that there was events going on and it was a bug or not acting like they wanted to. Where if I have Black Widow, I would have to do three things with Black Widow, like do her ulti ultimate, her super, and and kill a bunch of guys, and then it was like complete threat sectors five times. So I would complete Black Widow with the Black Widow stuff, and then I would do the rest of it with my main character Hulk to then get the actual stuff. Don't forget those pins, those pins right there. Um, then I would finish it with my Hulk, and then get the reward for my Hulk, so he could go up faster to 175 because i want to play the cloning labs when it comes out in a month or so because you have to be 175 to play the new cloning labs okay? which was the cloning labs that was supposed to be three game and now it's two years later another probably putting in the game well today they put a fix into the game where now the events only you can only do with the hero that it's for so there's objectives to do for each of the heroes and each of the heroes gets a power bump. Like, like the original, like the original card was, like when you first got the game, the original card, like to do certain moves. That, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, no, no, no. There's there's objective cards. That's the you're thinking of the hero cards. Uh, the objective cards are like, like, like you like, like, like you pick up like you pick up the mission from the computer inside the carrier, yeah, sort of like, and that. it's say you have to use like a certain move on a bunch of guys. Yeah, yeah but it's in okay. the objective category now, right? Okay. So. Now you have to do Black Widow, and then you have to complete it with Black Widow. So now you have to do the threat sectors with Black Widow. You have to do all the moves with Black Widow, and then you get the reward for Black Widow. Okay, and it was like it could be anywhere between like plus two, plus four, or something like that. Uh, George said it just wasn't plus two. Uh, did you do yours? There's challenges that require you to grab. Oh, for the for for that you're talking about. I don't understand how that that's a bug though. I've been doing that with the previous uh, priority events getting only gear on my Hulk. Right. And they got rid of that. That's not the way they wanted to. They, they wanted to slow you down even more, George. And this is, the, this is what I don't like. Okay? So they've taken two steps forward by getting rid of that you can go up to 175 without doing the OLT, without doing the raids, okay? And just leveling up. And then they take three steps back by saying, you can only get this level with this character. So there's one for each character. And then there's an overall objective that if you finish it, Everybody on your team that's above 120 will get a reward, okay, a, a superior reward, which gets you plus four. Okay. Well, my problem is because the game is in disarray and not many people are playing it on at least on Xbox and okay, you can you can't get in a team for matchmaking worth a shit. Today it took me 15 minutes to get into a quick match with somebody. Okay. 
And to get into a raid with somebody, to do an elite raid, you need people that know what they're doing, and you need to communicate for the most part if you've never played with them before, or someone that's been doing it enough. Now, if I, can, if I can't do the elite raid, because that's the only thing I can do right now, I can't do the OLT, and I can't do the regular raid with my whole character. I'm at 166. I need to get, or 167. I can only do the elite raid or the events. Well, once I'm done with the events, I have to wait a week, right? It's a two-week event. Once I complete the event, if I complete it in the first week, the second week it doesn't reset. You have to wait for that one to be done and then wait for the next event to come in. So at this point, let's say you get a plus four for the event, and then you get, a, let's say, a, a, another plus two for, the, for the, the event for everybody. So you get two pieces of gear. You get the, your, your minor artifact, and then you get a piece of gear. So now maybe I, I get bumped up maybe one point, maybe two points for my character. So I go from 166 to 168 for this event for my Hulk. And then two points or three points with my Black Widow. But now I have to wait two weeks. And once I'm done with that event, then I have to wait. And then I have to wait. So without doing a raid, once you're so past you, but, 160. But can, but can you do can you do every character each week? For, for what? For the raid? No, for the thing you're talking about, can I can you I can level do up one mission, character? one objective per character to get a, a minor a, a minor artifact? Right. And then you have one objective that you can do with anybody, and it unlocks a whole gear set for everybody at one time for your for whoever you have over one twenty. Okay. So in t technically, you be you could do it ten times a week. No, you got because you have ten characters. No, you can do it only do it one time for the one event for everything. You can do only one. Hard for each of the guy characters being plus two, plus three, plus four. Okay, so if I'm doing all my characters, if you have multiple characters, then it's not as bad. But if I want to level up one of my characters, it's going to take me two and a half to three months. Now, the thing is, a lot of people are like, "Well, it should only be that you're leveling up to 175 if you're doing the raids." And to me, it makes no sense because the player base right now is rock bottom. Can't find people to play with. You're in. Quick matches and long, you're waiting in lobbies for the longest time. The matchmaking is completely boinked, okay? And when I want to level up my character, I can't play the new event that comes out in a month because I'm at, at max level with my character. That's going to be 175. It's going to take me another week or two, or I'm sorry, uh, another two events, which is like a month or two, to level up my character because I'm not save scumming. I'm just playing normal, Okay. And it's forcing me to play with the other characters. And if I only have one character that I want to play with, it's forcing me to play with the other characters artificially. And it shouldn't matter if I get to 175 without doing the raids and you're a person that played all the time and get to 175 with the raids because me getting to 175, I'm not competing with against you, right? We're all the same. It's all PvE. We're all trying to get to the max level. And if you want the gear from the raid, then you would do the raid. If I want the gear from the OLT, I'll do the OLT. There's no reason that why I shouldn't be able to get to 175. So if I have 10 hours in a week to play, I should be able to level up as much as I can. And then I might go silent for like a month and a half and then come back and play another 40 hours or whatever. But in this, okay, I, I just hate the fact that I can't get to max level because I'm being time-gated. I'm being, I'm being soft-gated. Yeah, well, you can only get this because we want you to come back and play our game. Yeah, they, no, because they... Because the population is suffering so badly that they believe in their mind that if you make people have to come back, then at least there's people in the game as opposed to the hardcore people who are going to knock it out all at once and then not play it until there's actual content to be had. That's the reason. Even though, even though I agree with you, it's too late now. 
it's too late to do it that way because there's so few people playing the game that there's not enough people that, that want to come back every week to do some nonsense like that, right? That's that's the deal, but that's the reason why they did it that way. Well, George says that I know people he says are saying that Alex is trying to find a balance, but the event is failed. I don't understand. I, I know Mighty Thor comes out on Tuesday next week, right? We get a new character in the game. And, and think how about asinine this is. There's a method out there to go from zero to level 150, okay, in 30 minutes. Okay, think about this, Sarge. I can go from zero to 150 in 30 minutes, and from 150 to 175, it's going to take me three and a half months. I, think about how, how asinine that is. I can go from zero to 150 in 30 minutes. Okay? But yet, to go from 150 to 175 is going to take me months because I have to be time-gated at the events. Now, I understand end-game content and, what, and, and whatnot, right? It's not content. But the, the end-game content is to get certain gear that has certain roles, and if the person wants to engage with the end-game content, they can. This was a this was a single player narrative game that had that had an ending, and they tried to turn it into something that it wasn't. Yes, and it and it shows blatantly when you reach end game because there is no end game on their on their on their own webpage way back when it said that the game was a single player co op. Since then, it's a multiplayer. So much so now that that you can play with four hulks. Uh, they make certain events where you only can play and only complete the events if you're playing with other. I, I bitched about this like three weeks ago, where you have to have like a two Iron Man or two Hulks on your team to, to do the thing. And it's like, what about if I'm not playing Hawkeye and I have to wait for another Hawkeye to come into the into the match? Right? It, it's they're putting barriers in the game. Just let me play, dude. You're making money off cosmetics. You're not making money, okay, off of me getting to 175. You're making money on cosmetics. So if I get to 175, I'll probably play your game more. I'll probably level all my characters up. And if I'm playing all my characters, then I'll probably spend more money in your store because it's $14 or $7 for a skin when you come out with new skins and stuff. But you stopping me, and I, I, I complete the event in three hours, and then I'm done, and I put the controller down for two weeks to come back to play another three hours, it's not how I want to play this game. But in my mind, the game was over a long time ago. I mean... They're using it as a platform now to sell more skins for a new character, right? Because you said Lady Thor is coming out. Yeah. Right. When's when's the Lady Thor character Tuesday. come out? So do you believe that the hundred thousand people that actually were were playing the game but stopped completely are gonna come back to just to level up a character in 30 minutes to level up to 160 and then think they're gonna hang on? They're going to hang in the game for the next three months to level up to 175? No, the majority of the population uh, will come back, check her out, play her for a little bit, and then out again. The one percenters of the population, that the, the community that's in there now, which, let's be honest, maybe, I'll say 3,000 people that are, like, interested in what the game has to offer. And listen, when you, the, the same rule applies for all games like this. I understand why they do it, but there's no real end game. The whole point of gear, and I, I, once again, we're going to talk in circles because it's the same stories over and over again. When you make a game that has gear like this, the whole point of the gear is because that the next level that you're going to is harder than the one you're on. So you're farming for gear so you can last the next level and then repeat process. Right. Diablo does it. Borderlands does it the proper way, right? Which is 
I'm killing guys to get gear so I can be ready for the next level where I need better gear. That's it. This game has no next level. There is no real boss battles, right? Fighting the giant machine and fighting the same two guys over and over again is not a boss battle. Right. A, a boss battle is a boss battle where either it takes a specific team of guys who knows what's going on or you happen to figure out the boss's moves and you're able to move correctly and not get stomped by the nuke that happens two or three times during the match. That's what a boss battle is. And they don't have that. They just have you... It's, it's, it's basically like a more sophisticated version of Double Dragon with gear. That's, that's what it is. Here's the problem. Right? The problem with this game is the people that are enjoying playing it right now, the reason they're enjoying playing it is because they can grind for gear by doing save scans, okay? Where they do a backup save on PlayStation or the PC. And if they don't, they, they, they'll bump it up. To, let's say you have to kill like 200 people. They'll go up to 199, save. Then they'll come into the game, kill the, the, the 200th person, and then they get the reward. And if they don't like it, they, they go back to the backup save, okay? Now think about this. The company is trying to stop you from leveling up too quick, but yet they don't care about save scumming. And the only pe- the reason people are save scumming is because they hate the gr- they hate the grind for the actual grind. Like on yes. a- on Xbox, yes. I get a one time shot at it, and that's that's about it, right? Can't really save scum on Xbox. It's it, it go to a backup save. Don't, or don't let's not mis- let's not mislabel that. It's not save scumming. That's what it's called. You're, 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 I don't give a shit what you're calling it. It's no, no, not, it's not what I'm calling scumming. it. That's what it's called in the community. It's called save scumming. Oh. Oh, so I'm sorry. So because I'm trying to circumvent your poor design, and that way I can, I can get the gear that I want to get, it's called scumming? I don't it's believe called, that. That's what the community calls it. They call it safe scumming. Uh, well, they're, they're I'm not naming it. I'm not, I'm not giving them shit about it. What I'm saying they're, is the people that are, are upset that people, they're like, well, you can't get to 175 because you have to do the end game content, are the same people just doing safe scumming to get the gear that they need to be to get the god roll, right? What does it matter it, how I get the exactly. gear? Exactly. Let me play that's the, the point. fucking game. That's, that's my point. They're letting, Let the, they're letting the people the save scum to get the gear that they want, but they're time-gating people to get to max level. That's my point. Let me play the game how I want to play the game. I already gave you the money for the game. Let me play the game how I want to play the game. That's my point. It's, it's ridiculous. Right? Let, me, let me level my characters up. Stop time-gating me to, to, at these levels to come back to your game to play. Okay? You got my 60 bucks. Okay? You got $14 out of me. Got six bucks out of me for a, for a for a takedown. You got four dollars out of me for a skin, a, a, a legendary skin, whatever it is. You already got you. You're getting my money regardless if I hit one seventy five or if I save scum. You're getting my money. So stop time getting us and let me level my character up as I go. And that's why the proper the proper response to that is to erase the game from the hard drive and never play again. That's the re- that's the answer. Well, I know you. I know you like the game. I know you like the game, but there's there is zero point into playing the game other than to run around as Lady Thor for the next month to see if you can do the same shit you did nine times before. Yeah, I, I level characters up just because I want all my characters maxed out. That's that's the only reason I play the game. I don't care about the gear. Yeah, yeah I know about the min maxing. Right? I get it. I don't care. I'm aware. That's all I care about. I'm aware. But what's the point? Are you are you gearing up to fight some awesome no, boss the point, guy? The point for no. me is I'm just playing to play. That's it. Just I like going around smashing things with Hulk, doing the challenges, and waiting for content. Right. That's basically uh, what I do. 
Oh, the, the, the phrases you give yourself to, to let you move on to the next phase of the game are empty promises. The game is done. All it is now is a is a temporary grind spot when you're bored to play with a superhero killing the same guys you've done for the last two years in order to keep yourself busy instead of focusing on something that's probably more fun and interesting that of the hundreds of games that are out there, I'm going to go back and play Lady Thor the same way I played the last 10 characters. It's not fun. It's not I, fun. I, I totally understand that for certain people, right? Not fun. I, I like playing the superhero game. There's no superhero game out there that's that's uh, like this. I'm aware, and I'm I'm pretty sure at this point it's intentional that, that they just yes. keep making shittier a, a shitty superhero game every time. Everyone gets all hyped up for it. And it's just another shitty superhero game, right? right? As far as far as I'm concerned, the last five or six games that are, we heard about the superheroes, all I keep see, seeing is Superman 64. That's all I keep seeing. Right. Well, see, George is saying the same thing for for Division. We have an imaginary Fay Lau that we're we're gearing up for, right? Division does the same thing, like. Logging the division to complete the next manhunt for what? For no reason. Hey, that's the same thing. Right? It's the exact no same reason. thing. I play because I like playing the superhero game. Oh, I Not get because it. I want to get to end game gear. I play because I want to get to 175 to max out. So when a content does come out, I'm ready to play. Like I'm I'm playing to level up, wait to see what the next thing comes out. And the next thing I've been waiting for, the whole reason I leveled up my Hulk to 150 back in the day was to get to the OLT, to get to the cloning labs. The cloning labs never came, okay? And then all of a sudden, now the OLT is coming in two years later, and I, I, can't, I can't play it because I can't get my Hulk up to 175 because I can't find people to play the, the, the elite raid with. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's, like a, it's, it's a catch-22. Your but game is not popular. No one's in the game to play with you. But you're still playing it. Right, and I'm still bitching about it. I know. I did this for six years with Destiny. Doing two years here with, with, with Avengers. Gluttony for punishment. All right, yep. the first story. Blizzard devs. Blizzard devs will discuss what will happen to loot boxes and current currency when Overwatch 2 launches. Uh, with October release date set in games PvP, as well as being confirmed as free-to-play, there are some lingering questions in the community regarding Overwatch 2. Although not free to play, the first Overwatch made heavy use of microtransactions. First of all, Overwatch 1 was supposed to be a free-to-play game, and then they decided they were going to charge $40 for that game. And then they charge you with all these loot boxes. Well, let me continue. Okay. Uh, the game industry then have to come under fire for both fans, critics, and even government bodies from countries like Belgium. In response, Blizzard previously announced that loot boxes are no longer part of Overwatch 2, being replaced by typical battle pass system in a numerous live service style games. However, some fans have begun to wonder what would happen uh, to leftover loot boxes of premium currency and talents that make the jump from Overwatch to Overwatch 2 on launch. Thankfully, uh, Ask Me Anything on the official games subreddit addressed this. A, talking to a question of John Spector, who currently serves the Overwatch commercial, uh, uh, commercial lead as Blizzard, though Spector confirmed more details explanation closer to launch, he did share a premium currency like credits, OWL tokens, competitive points to stay with the player to transfer into uh, into game. However, Overwatch 2 will have a new currency that is also some items inside the shop that will not be purchasable with older legacy-style currency. Of course not. Why would it be? On the topic of loot boxes, players will find that these do not carry over as the system is being, being removed entirely. Instead, Overwatch players will uh, leftover loot boxes will be opened automatically and the unlock items will be added to the player's account and ready to be used side of Overwatch 2. Ultimately, the news should please fans who believe the currency of the loot boxes would simply be wiped. Here's a question I have. Okay, Since they're automatically 
giving you and opening up your automatically you're unlocking the items. Did they write in the code that the people that have leftover boxes will no will not be able to get new gear? They'll have a pool of certain gear they get. You see what I'm saying? To make sure they don't get the new gear that they have to spend extra money on. You see what I'm saying? I don't. I don't. I I really don't believe that this is an actual sequel. No, it's not. I re- I, I really it's believe not. that this is just some amendum to Overwatch that they never figured out how to market properly, and so they decided to call it Overwatch Two. But I don't think it's an actual sequel. It's just, it's basically, they don't, they don't, they don't want to call it a DLC, but that's what it is. Well, well, right. I hate that they put numbers around it. Just call it Overwatch, like. Yeah, but the, like, but the, but the, but the whole point of calling it a, a, the second one is because, no, that it's, a, it's a, a better game. It's an updated game. It's, it's done better than the first one. That's what a sequel is supposed to be. Yeah, but you don't right? have to call it a sequel. It could be Overwatch. Instead of <sighs> Overwatch 2 Watchpoint, it could just be called Overwatch Watchpoint. It's just a DLC. Well, well, whatever you want to call it, it's not Overwatch Two. No. From what, from all the, all the information that I've read about it, I mean, they they don't even know. They're they're still unsure about it. Like they're not confident about it. So oh, how 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 am I supposed oh, to be excited about their battle pass system for Overwatch One Point Five? I, I I don't care. Can, Pat, can we all can we all agree on instead of calling it a live service game, can we call it Slow Drip? Can we, can we do that? In our channel from now on, when we talk about live service games, I would like to reference it as slow drip because it's like a slow drip coffee, man. Like you're paying, you're paying premium prices for the same type of coffee you could just do this with, but instead you have a slow drip. You have to wait 24 hours to wait for that single drop coffee to, to come in and go, oh, it's so good. Got to no. wait, right? Yeah. yeah. No. Slow drip. No. I mean, what, what's, what's the release date? Uh, October. One? Just the month? Just the month. Okay. Uh, October 4th. Overwatch 2 will launch on October 4th in early access. Okay. So that's not actually official release date. That's the early access. of, of uh, The actual release date comes out in like 2023. Like early 2023. Cujo says, I prefer we call it hot garbage. <laughs> it's I mean, the next I, hot garbage game coming out. I I don't expect a lot. I just expect the game to be, I don't know, work. The game works, you know? And and it, it, it on, on higher on the list, it's kind of fun to play, you know, and it works. And then maybe, just maybe, it's got, you know, some kind of, I don't know, reason to make you want to play it like a story something interesting to look at you know some interesting characters but the the i'll put you this way the theory of overwatch was very enthralling in the beginning because the way they portrayed it were these special forces hero guys who were protecting the planet and then they were going against like the super villains. Super it was villains. almost it was almost like the Justice League versus the Legion of Doom, is 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 what I got or, from it when I from, right. when I first Justice played Legion it. of Doom or like uh, Mask yeah. versus Venom, yeah, right. Yeah, like GI Joe versus Cobra, and, and basically this whole story driven thing was the facade was the was the coat of wax on the shitty car because 
all it really is is a is a team shooter with minimal abilities and you're pushing a train car forward like i would rather play dota or league of legends in that matter because of the abilities and the things that you could do with the characters in that game this was like the i guess like the pre-kindergarten of moba like like the your entry well, game it, into like was, moba well, no, that's, that's kind of like what it be. is and they well i get in, it they moved it into a first person but like once again it's it's a wasted potential game because you could have taken the heroes and then made their own little spin-off of the heroes to level them up to give them different abilities as you played over the year and then that way it'd be like a league of legend character but instead it's like the guy who wrote the story about it and the and the the intriguing characters is a win but the actual gameplay for the reasons why i want to play it there is at least four other games currently out and soon to be 10 games that are going to beat it in the same genre that it's in right so i don't i, mean, I don't see what they're I, I don't see what they're trying to do like with now it now there's apex there's all these other games that are just like it right uh all right the next the next story i want to talk about uh so elden ring is a big a big popular game right now it's the lead contender for game of the year um so upcoming mod inside of a game that we're playing is minecraft okay so the demo of the of the new mod being made now available which takes the the themes of elden ring uh, and reimagines them into minecraft enormous sandbox world so uh, a spotted on pc games and a new mod from minecraft by a user called serious craft is currently in development is based on, on Elden Ring. According to the download page of Planet Minecraft, Elden World is about 40% complete, and the demo is currently available for anyone who wants to try it out uh, so far. The mod contains four square kilometers to discover, which also features more than 20 dungeons and castles for fans for both games. This sounds like it's going to be a very interesting project to check out, especially once it's complete. Currently, there doesn't appear to be a launch window for, for, the, uh, for the final build. Uh, so you can see some of the, uh, the structures that they have going on here. Uh, uh, you know what I like? What I what I find interesting about Elden Ring, Elden Ring is the reincarnation of an old school game done today, and I found that out. I didn't I didn't realize that it, that it was that way until I watched the videos of the guy who's completely butt naked. Oh, right, yeah, and he's defeating and he's yeah. defeating the bosses. So he gets, he gets summoned. What, yeah. Right. So what that what that really tells me is is it's a movement-based game. You have to learn the moves of the bosses. As long as you dodge when you're supposed to dodge and you know when to attack, you can win without armor. Yeah. So the whole, the whole point of the game of you running around looking for the best pieces of armor in reality is just for people who are not good with timing or memorization. And so they have to go the long route into defeating the game where you could actually win the game butt naked. Think of the think of the skill gap that that is. Well, this I that's genius. This is this is my it's point. Genius. My point to go back to Marvels, right? Marvels Avengers. Some people want to be up high enough level so they can go into the in-game content. Other people will go lower, and then their skill gap is they're better players, and they can sure. be at one hundred and fifty and go into the 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 elite raid and and beat it. 
where other people are like, there's no way I'm going to do that. So they want to level their character up to 175, so when they go into the raid, it's easier for them. That's basically what Elden Ring is. Elden Ring, you could do exactly what you just said. You could be butt naked, run through the whole thing, and beat the game. Or, if you're not a good player, like myself in the game, you're going around trying to find really cool gear to help you become better because your skill gap well, is... Well, you, it gives you... Well, the gear in Elden Ring, if you look at it, the, the basics of it is the gear gives you an extra chance when you make a mistake. Right? When you make a mistake, you take a certain amount of health damage, right? And you get to drink a potion. But if I know to dodge when I'm supposed to dodge, and I really technically don't need the armor. It's it's basically almost like a three-strike policy for yourself. If you know how much damage you're going to take from getting hit by a specific boss, you know how many mistakes you can make. And the harder the boss, the less mistakes you can make. Right. So if you're butt naked, you're just you're probably really good at memorizing patterns. You're probably really good at noticing patterns. And that way, when you play the game over time because the game wasn't out that long before that guy was naked running around saving yeah. the world okay which means he's old school in that way he recognizes patterns in the game and knows how to play that kind of game i think it's genius the, the fact that it has a following like it did even though people hate it that's cool but the fact that that is truly an old school game done in today's graphics is remarkable and it's actually popular it's it's crazy that you said what you just said it's a good segue Someone created Elden Ring. Okay, this is another Elden Ring story. Not just in Minecraft, but someone created Elden Ring for Super NES. Okay, check this. This, this is really impressive to me. Someone took Elden Ring and made it into the Super NES game version. Super NES. Super NES, right? And you can play this, and you can play Elden Ring. They made it into an open-world game. Stop it. Okay, an open-world game like the old Final Fantasy-type games. And there's boss battles and, and everything, okay? Like, he literally created the game inside... This, this is Final Fantasy 3. No, this is not four. Final Fantasy 3. This is Elden but, Ring. But, but I understand that, but that's what the graphics yeah. are. You Final have a side-scroller. You have a top-down. You have... It's phenomenal. Like, I want to buy this game right now. Yeah. Okay? The this passion old, old, that old went into game. this right here, okay? I know exactly where he is right now in the game everything that he's showing in this video right now is i know exactly where it is inside the game because i've i've fought all these guys that's a lawsuit waiting to happen this is this is amazing okay how did he make it so quickly well i'm, I'm sure that the amount of uh someone how also he, made, how, someone how also did, did a, it, how did he make it so quickly though like Come on, man. Listen, the game's only been out how long? Three months. Hey, this guy made a... <laughs> how did he do it so quickly? Yeah. And, and, and by the way, is it just him? I don't know. There's uh, no fucking way. Okay. But this, 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 is, this is amazing to me. I mean, look at it. I love gamers, man. Right? Th think about you, this. You, I asked... you, get, you, you get the... Listen, this is how... You get the right people... To start making video games and that's what we'll go back to when you let people stay in gaming for too long and they start putting the suits on you end up where we are now we have to go back to people like this I like had, this guy I, here the guy who made the sonic game this the guy who made the tunic game this like that's that's the re, that's the direction we have to go this to that, me, that's, that looks amazing this to me is hilarious because i used to have a kid that i was in school with uh, when i was in high school way back when do you remember those scientific calculators that you could write code for and like make R-type and like Galactica type of games. 
I had a friend that would do that in school. And it was amazing because we were playing on a calculator. We were playing video games on a calculator. Okay, and then now we have smartphones and cell Right? But this is amazing to me. Right? This, this is what I'm talking about. The passion of people okay, yeah. is amazing to me compared to other people that full billion-dollar companies put a game out, broke, buggy, messy, okay? And then there's a, a fan out there that fixes their game for them, okay? There's a fan out there that, that loves the game so much that they recreate it in another game system, right, just for fun, okay? It's, it's, it's absurd, okay? So much so that... Yeah. It's actually quite... It's actually amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it is amazing, okay? So... So much so we're going to go to our, our, our next story, okay, which is I, a good segue. We're going to go, okay, so I talked about this earlier, okay, Halo, Halo Infinite. We talked about Halo Infinite on, uh, on my morning stream. Okay? Now, the Halo Infinite leaker claims that the campaign DLC is on its way, but it will be a, uh, a, long, a long wait, okay? Now, the post-launch support of Halo Infinite has been a matter of significant controversy for fans, the Halo franchise. Halo Infinite has pitched as a 10-year product, a slow drip, for expectations and comparability of the other live service games like Fortnite, Apex Legends, League of Legends, expansions, understandable. Okay, not been met. On the area of particular excitement of uh, the campaign DLC, expanding Halo Infinite's story, while no official announcement have been made on the front, a leaker claims to have good news regarding a Halo Infinite's future. Now, a YouTuber named Sean W. shares a video Take it what you want. If he's telling the truth or not telling the truth, doesn't really matter. Story in which they claim the anonymous source shared a surprising amount of detail regarding Halo Infinite. See, to start, the leaker says that the campaign DLC is in the works. However, developer may not be progressing like Halo fans would have to expect. Okay, developer may not have progressed in 343 had previously planned either. Okay. So according to the leaker, 343 Industries is working on a story DLC for Halo Infinite, but the decision to surprise the recent one. While the time frame wasn't specific, the leaker says that there has uh, there was a time when 343 wasn't working on story DLC for Halo Infinite, though that's now uh, changed. It's obviously going to take a significant amount of time for the story DLC's development to be complete, and the leaker says it's unlikely to arrive until 2025, if not later. Some details regarding the campaign DLC for Halo Infinite were, sh were shared by the leaker. Uh, they say that the campaign DLC will be as sizable as what's currently available in Halo Infinite. So it's substantial. The campaign will focus around battling the endless on what describes a, a varied world. A trademark leak in late 2021 did hint that 343 was working on something related to the endless, though it's unclear if the two leaks are related. Now, obviously, there's no way to know if Sean W's leak is reliable or not. Now, the entry leak, the, the entire leak could be made up, and it could be years before official information comes for availability to confirm it. Now, there's nothing... There's nothing in it necessarily suspicious, however, and entirely po uh, possible that it's always been 343's plan to release a sizable campaign DLC when they might have otherwise released a sequel. Now, considering the state of Halo Infinite and entirely possible that 343 Xbox plans uh, could change by 2025, perhaps the DLC could become a standalone game of Halo Infinite's sequel, or perhaps plans could change for Halo to be more dramatic way at, the, at a point in time it's difficult to make this assumption. Okay. So that's that's one story of Halo. Now, the other one is that the why Halo Infinite's campaign co-op mode may miss the August release window. Now, I just want to put it out there. I said this long long before. I said that Halo Infinite, when it comes out, is not going to be fixed for twelve to eighteen. 
okay? And here we are, seven months in. We still don't have a forge mode. Still don't have a cope, uh, uh, split screen. We still don't have co-op mode, okay? So 343 Industries has been actively fixing many issues that the players have had with the latest title, but it seems that the developer is being str uh, stringing us along to release both the Forge mode and co-op campaign. Halo Infinite has also a solid campaign that many fans have th thoroughly enjoyed, but it's missing a key feature that the players have come to expect from Halo cooperative play. Though the co-op has been announced in 343 Industries, it has been upfront and expected to release date in August. Many are still concerned that highly anticipated game mode will suffer further delays. Now, there hasn't been said that it's going to be delayed, but people are worried. Now, the Halo franchise has been cooperative gameplay as part of its main campaign since the very first game of Halo Combat Involved since the original title. Me and Sarge have played every single Halo co-op because it was a fun game and was awesome because you could play it together. Okay? We have not played the new one yet because co-op is not in the game. Okay? So with even featuring unique cooperative modes such as Firefight and Spartan Ops back in the day, players became accustomed the idea of seamlessly playing through the entirety of each iconic campaign with a friend on either side, okay, uh, or on their side. Since many players consider co-op to be part of the core Halo experience, no, not many players think it's part of the core. It is. It is part of the core system of Halo. It's been in every single Halo game up until this point, okay? Fans were rightly concerned when Halo Infinite's campaign launched without the option of co-op. Unfortunately, this is not 343's first blunder, as the developer also removed split-screen co-op from Halo 5. Now, this decision was likely made due to the combination of technical constraints and the fact that split-screen gameplay is becoming a dying trend. That shouldn't be. Regardless if it's a dying trend, you should put it in there because people like co-op and like split-screen. Okay? Considering yeah, but, Halo's infinite campaign... Yeah, but, but, hang, but hang on. To, to, to say that it's a split-screen issue, we're past that now. It should be co-op from anywhere. Not because it's a coach co a couch co-op game, but because you can play online. Everything's online now. You're telling me that we can't have our, your, each your own screen and play. Halo started this way. Right. Does anyone not talk to the other teams that made the game? Do they not look at the code? Do they not look at the you know what was done to do it? Now maybe the engine changed and they forgot to put in the actual tools to use co-op in the new engine. Now, I'm trying to give them any excuse possible, but it doesn't make sense to me why a game that always had co-op, right? And it was more fun playing together because at least with the war with the hunters, you could try to flank them instead of trying to get beat up the whole time because right. once they faced you, it was very hard to get a hold of them. But if you had a friend with you, they were easier to take down. It made sense. So why now is it such a travesty to try to do co-op? Meanwhile, you wanted to put the game out last year. Right? Well, th yeah. The game was supposed to launch in November or October, November of the launch of the system. That's it, Kajok. That's it. That, right. That's exactly my point. Once they said that term, once you say that out loud to your customer base, I don't give a shit what you're making anymore. Right. Like, you're telling me the, you're, you're telling me the franchise that built Xbox, the franchise that started Xbox, right. you don't give this a shit. This is the about. Mario. This is the Mario of Halo. I mean, you don't, sorry. You don't, the, yeah, Master Chief is you, the Mario of Xbox. You don't care about the actual IP that started your company. 
Get the fuck out of here, bro. Okay? I don't care if you have to go back and pay guys who used to work on the system to have a meeting with and pick their brain to figure out how to do what you had to do. But, but there's no way that you can mistreat an IP so, so beloved as this and to treat it like this, like it's no big right. fucking deal. And then kind of imagine, blow it off. Imagine if, imagine if Nintendo just treated Mario like this. Yeah. It doesn't imagine. matter. Mario's imagine. not going to make or break the system. Imagine. Right? It's not going to make or break, break the franchise. So... Here's what I find really funny, though, Sarge. We talked about the passionate... Uh, we saw Sonic a couple weeks ago of, of a fan-made Sonic game. We see people making mods for Minecraft, for Elden Ring. We saw someone create Elden Ring for the Super NES, okay? And yet, here's the next addition to this story of Halo Infinite, okay? And Halo Infinite is already playable in co-op thanks to modders, okay? So, now... There's no proof that this is modders or if this is a early access of the actual game themselves, right? But there is no early access to it, right? There's no of this. So someone created, okay, a co-op experience in Halo, something that 343 themselves haven't done yet because they can't, they can't. But yet a modder says, hey, I got you, don't worry. Okay, and I have to say, I watched this earlier today, and someone even said it. It looks like this aspect of the game, uh, being co-op in a wide-open world like this, it does seem like it's a battle royale, and you're like running to get to the to the zone. It's so freaking boring looking. Okay, there's nothing going on. They fight these guys here, and then they run 700 meters across the freaking world to to get to the next location. I'm just like, what's happening? Okay, I don't care if it's co-op or not. This would be boring as fuck. Listen, you could listen. You could make, and, and I, I know I'm going to step on toes on this one. You could make Halo into the next Battlefield. Sure. Right. You could make, you could make Halo where, into the next where, Destiny. Where, where the Halo, the Halo, the type of Halo guy you pick is a different class, like the heavy class, the sniper class, like just like classes, like we had. They have the weapon that they have because of their class. And then they can also pick up other guns along the way, but they have that weapon for their class. You know what I mean? Like you could use the covenant weapons, you could use any weapons you find, you could dual weapon, you could dual wheel, but the main weapon that you have for your class, you can use alone by yourself, right? Right. It, it could it could at least hold everybody over. Awesome maps, great forge mode. You can make up your own maps, you put your own tactical stuff down, put the points down, vehicle spawns. I mean, how much more fun would that be? Right, right. It's a, it's Battlefield, but it's done in Halo World. It, it's, I don't, I don't understand what what the issue is of trying to make an IP that's been around for so long. Just make it fun. Like, if you guys really don't understand what it's supposed to be, and I find it very hard to believe after so many Halo games that you don't know what it's supposed to be. Like, their entire rationale for delaying and not being able to release things on time is because they're trying to work in other things in the background to charge for you, right? If you were focusing just on the game itself, you can't tell me after five years that you don't have a Halo game, right? The only reason why you don't have a Halo game is because you're trying to put systems in the game that were never there to begin with and get them to work according to the way you need them to work right. in order to siphon money. Instead of just make a game, sell a game. Right. All right. You it's not possible. It's just not possible for you to tell me that 
nobody knows how to make a Halo game. It's not possible. If if 343 really doesn't understand what Halo is or what it's supposed to be, it's the same group of people that really don't understand what Battlefield is. Like, right. like you don't know what it is. Like, you don't know what the core of it is, right? Epic tale, small hero, trying to make a difference, new and impressive boss guys to try to fight with weapons that you have that you can barely win against, depending on what weapons you have when you finally reach the guy in, in, in the actual game. It wasn't like you were always walking around with full ammo and 10 grenades in Halo, right? Like, if you were if you were to be really awesome and you killed two hunters on your own, and then 10 minutes later, you had to fight some big-ass guy, you were, out of, you were out of stuff, right? It was harder to kill a guy because you had to figure out how to kill guys with what you had around you. It wasn't unlimited weapons, unlimited bullets. Right. Like, that's not how the game was made. It made it tactful. Now we're trying to say... We, we don't have multiplayer. Multiplayer took a year. Like, I'm sorry, you don't have multiplayer? Then we have to say, you don't have co-op? Like, I don't... What is the premise of your game? Right. Like, what do you... What is it you're trying to release? If Flow you trip. if you were going to release a game and it's in the state that it's in, what's the goal, right? If the list of things for that game is one, two, three, co-op, story-driven, multiplayer, done. And when you release the game, it doesn't have any three... Any one of those three, it has nothing. What are you releasing the game for? Like, what? What's your point? Right? You're not trying to sell me a game. You're trying to sell me a value piece to another system. Right. Is what you're trying to sell me. Oh, this is on Game Pass, so Game Pass is worth it for me to get because I like Halo. That's what it's for. That's the purpose. That's the actual purpose of the game. Not that the game stands alone as itself as a Halo game. That's the difference. That's the difference. And that's why I stopped caring. Like, over and over again, they try to treat the IP or the game like it's something other than what it actually is. I want to play a game in the universe that you created that was so memorable and fun for mm -hmm. years. And you guys are just trying to put paint on a pig and sell me a system. Yeah, Like, that's, yeah. that's your point. That's your point. I don't get it, man. This, this is the same thing. They, they try to take a game it. or try to take an IP, like what Marvel does, take a character and then change the character and a movie changes heroes and remakes the movie but changes the character. They, they can't make new characters because they're not successful. They take a series and change, the, change what's, what, what the of the thing is so they can make money from that, right? Battlefield's going through that. Halo's going through that. Lots of games are going through this, this type of thing. And it's you know, frustrating. It's frustrating. We we have many many creative people who know how to make video games. I know they exist because I'm I've seen the games that they can make. But the people who are in charge of dictating what those creative people need to do are fucking it up, right? They don't understand the talent that's out there. They don't understand what they're trying to accomplish. They're trying once again square peg round hole. Why? The whole point is to sell a video game and for the people to have fun with it so they're, it's memorable in your head and you want to buy the next one that comes out. That's the entire point of a video game. It's not meant to be, well, I got the game. Uh, it was broke, horrible, didn't work, didn't have all the stuff it was supposed to have. Oh, but don't worry. Another one's coming out. I'll buy that one next. Like, what are you talking about? What are you trying to sell me? It obviously, it's not a video game. Yeah, so I've said this uh, 
for a long time now. All right. Xbox is not in the market to have a Mario, a Metroid, a God of War, a Spider-Man. They're not looking to have any of those characters sell Xbox. Game Pass is their their mascot for this. This is what this is what Xbox and Microsoft are selling. They're selling Game Pass and Game Pass only. Okay, this is why the value is so there. This is why they're getting on televisions. This is why they're getting the little the dongles that they're going to put everywhere. Okay, this is why they're on smart TVs. This is this is why Xbox is everywhere. When we joked about it last year, when they said that Halo would not make or break the franchise, I went, "Well, there there goes that." Right. So it, if they take the I character that's launched caring. with Xbox, okay, and then say it doesn't make or break the franchise, that's when you know that they don't they really don't care. care about that. Yeah, that's not the brand they're right. going for. Right. They don't care. All right, going from that co-op uh, to this co-op, okay. Gotham Knights has weird co-op features. Okay. Now, what does that mean? Here's the thing that I, I, I kind of read. What does that ahead, mean? Right. So in, in in Marvel's Avengers, it makes sense. Like when the game first came out, you couldn't be the same character, right? Because it just didn't work for the story of what they were telling within the game. In Gotham Knights, the developer wants players to make it uh it as weird as they want, and it includes the way the multiplayer will work in the game. Now, the ability to play Nightwing, Red Hood, Batgirl, Robin, as long has been one of the critical features of the game, and Warner Brothers' Montreal team that is putting it together has plenty of experiences working with Batman games. So, fans of those titles are looking forward to slightly different feel considering this title will focus on Dark Knight's sidekicks. Those Batman games were all single-player, while this game also allows you to use the team up with many as three other users. Now, this is the first we're hearing of this. We heard that you could do co-op with somebody, but now you can play up to four people, three other people, you plus three other people playing in the city. Now, in an interview with Game Informer, director Jeff uh, Eleanor shed some light on the lack of limitations when it comes to Gotham Knights multiplayer functions. Specifically, he was asked whether or not two players could both select Nightwing. He confirmed that players will have the ability to tailor the experience, and that includes putting the same character on the crew, if that is what you really want to do. Now, if that's the case... The players will also be able to select different looks. So, if two or three Nightwings are playing together, users can tell them apart. Okay, Eleanor went on to so far as to say that while the players can traverse the massive world of Gotham Knights, the developer wants players to be able to make it weird, okay, as they wish. Exclusive producer uh, Marty also seems to make it clear that the instances of players taking the same character is so entirely expected uh, that they, are, they might be dialogue written into those instances. Marty said that developers understand while that while some players will want to only have teams to do uh, teams of different characters, others won't care. That is one of the reasons that Gotham Knights is offering so many different costumes appearances for each hero. Now, the producer added that while it didn't want to spoil it, those who are comfortable with the two of the same characters will get rather funny interactions. Now, chat, I, I need you guys to answer a question for me. I don't remember. Was there an article that said that Gotham Knights will or will not have microtransactions? Because the way it sounds, now that you can play up to four people playing this game, and you can all look different, it sounds like that you're going to have options to earn stuff in-game and also probably purchase stuff, right? Did they say there was no microtransactions in this game, or have they not answered that question yet? I'll, I'll have to look it up, right? So, what do you think of this, Sarge? 
from a from a standpoint of a story, obviously it's about the Court of Owls. Batman's dead. Gordon's dead. And you, and now you are Batgirl, Robin, Red Hood, and Nightwing. Do you think this is kind of weird that you can have four Batgirls or four Robins? I mean, I understand it's a video game. You're supposed to have fun, but if it's supposed to be such a uh, a world where it's dark now, Batman's gone, and you're trying to figure out the story. Doesn't it seem a little weird that you can have four Batgirls or four Robins? I mean, I'm going along with it's a video game at this point. Uh, I don't think it matters. Um, I, I think that if the way that, the way that it's explained so poorly, it's probably going to be whoever's game you're in, uh, it, however the story goes, regardless of, regardless of how many Batgirls you have, that when the characters talk for whatever point in the story, the little character face is going to show up on the screen with the dialogue window. And then, you know what I mean? It's not going to matter how many guys are going to be on screen. So, like, maybe your game, you've got four Batgirls and somebody else has got four Red Hoods or whatever. It doesn't really matter because the story goes, it, you're playing with your friends. Everyone's got their character. The story plays out in front of you, and it's a video game. You can play whatever character you want. I don't think it's going to matter at all. Right? I, think, I think it's better this way. Because I don't think I don't think when you play a multiplayer game, anyone should be limited by you. You pick a character, and you can't. Nobody else can pick that character because you did. It, it it doesn't serve a purpose for the game. If it's a if it's a single player game, or maybe if it was a dare I say it a co op game, right? Where it was two players that could play through the story that you weren't allowed to pick the same guy, then it would make sense. Well, but as a but as a party game where four people can play like the Avengers. Don't matter at this point. Now, now so we did find it. Gotham Knights will be current gen only and won't have microtransactions. Uh, so there's no microtransactions in it. So at least on release, on release, right? Well, it says no microtransactions. I don't know what on, that means, but on that's, release, that's what it does. Say. That's exactly what it means. Okay. So, so I, I I don't have a problem with it. It just seems, I guess, it, it seems like a little bit weird. Like obviously in Marvel's Avengers. There's portals and there's different realms and different things. In Gotham Knights, it seems like you're trying to figure out who killed Batman. And now everyone. Now my next question is I got I got news for you. If Batman's dead and Commissioner Gordon's dead, the the four the four loop heads that are that are left aren't gonna figure out anything. They're not detectives. Right. Well, the next question I have though is is they're it angry. They're cross- angry little. They're angry little children. Is what they are. If I bring my, if I bring my Robin to your game, Sarge, am I getting XP for my Robin to go back to, to, towards my game? Because this is the same conversation we had last week with Redfall, where Redfall is like your XP and stuff will go on, but your story won't won't uh, progress. So that how this game's gonna work? We don't know yet. But but okay, I but- hope the XP and stuff comes over. Because why would I play with you? All right. So, but once again, th- these are the kind of questions that are valid. And the answer should already be given. When is the game slated to release? The act, the, uh, the October guess, 25th. The, the October guess. 25th. Okay. So if a game is coming out this year, the year is half over. If you can't tell me how the game is, you can't tell me how the story progresses or how it works if you play with multiplayer, that's not an actual talking point prior to the game's release. Because right now, from now till October, if a game is really done, this is all testing and fixing. That's all this is. The last three months is all testing and fixing. If you're still working on a game that you can't tell me how the story's going to progress or or how it's going to work with multiplayer, like that's not a talking point. I'm already going to say, see you next year. Like I'll I'll get around to playing your game when it's in the discount bin or on Game Pass because you don't even know what the game is. Right. The game's coming out. Well, game's coming out in four months, but you don't know what it is. In May, 
in May, they had an article saying, well, in October last year and then in May, there was no four-player co-op in this game. It was only oh, two-player co-op. Oh, God. Okay. No. So now they've announced that there's four-player co-op in the game. So now they've changed that, okay? So in May, they announced that Gotham Knights will have four-player co-op for, 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 for the thing. Now, we don't know how the, the uh, XP and stuff is going to work. I guess we'll find out closer to, uh, to launch. I'm a little worried about that now because when they first announced it in October, it was two-player co-op. Now it's four-player co-op. So I, I, hope the, I hope the net code and, and, and stuff works and that we don't get uh, glitches and, and drops and not save progression and all this other stuff that could potentially happen now because of what because they switched it from two I to four. How, I just don't get it, man. Like, the game is... What is your game? I, I, I personally think that this game got switched when they first showed it two years ago and, and it was an alpha. They said it was one game. And I think since then, since the game, because they showed it right after Marvel's Avengers launched. And then they saw that the sales numbers and stuff, and I know it's a completely different company, but obviously the industry copies each other. They, yes. they, they saw what was happening to Marvel's Avengers and went, that's sort of like our game. Maybe we shouldn't be. I think there's a loot factor in this game that was built on loot like Marvel's Avengers, and then they changed it because there is the green, blue, orange, uh, you know, purple uh, gear sets and whatnot yeah. in this game. I'm not sure if it was Borderlands that started that on another game before it, but I'm pretty sure that's the standard now. Yeah, yeah, no, I know that. But what I'm saying is a looter, that's what it is when you have stuff yeah. like that. Sure. So I think at one point it was supposed to be a, a co-op multiplayer looter, and now they've kind of changed because they went super quiet after they showed the alpha footage. And then they came back with not really telling us much more. They just showed new gameplay of like Nightwing and a cutscene, whatnot. So October's right around the corner, right? If you don't know, if you don't know what your game actually is right now that you can't tell me about it, and I'm done listening to the whole thing about you want a surprise, like you want to be surprised. The only surprise I got now, especially for any game's release, if your game works. Your game works on release. I'm surprised. Like that's the only time I'm surprised. Now, anything else that happens, I'm not surprised anymore. Yeah, it's all standard operating procedure, right? If your game actually comes out and it works day one the way it's intended, I'm fucking surprised. Well, I I, I also think because when the game first came out, they didn't announce when they first showed it. They didn't announce it was going to be next gen only. Just about two months ago, they announced that it was going to be next gen only. And I think the reason for Good. that is because they make the Good. changes. Because they made the changes of what it was to what it is or what it's going to be, I think dropping the old engine or the old systems helps them in that in that progression. Good. So, um, Good. All right. The next story. Next story I want to talk about is xCloud Good. Gaming is getting a keyboard and mouse support in the future. Uh, one of the most notable things is the lack of keyboard and mouse support. While the Xbox gamers are already accustomed to using their controllers to play games either on Xbox directly or through Xbox Cloud Gaming streaming service, it's a feature that some of us have nonetheless uh, been left uh, hoping for. Now, thankfully, thankfully for those players, there's now an official confirmation that keyboard and mouse support is in the works of Xbox software engineer Morgan Brown confirms the news, noting that developers could implement the controls now, but global support was still in the works. Now, in the future, players can expect to be able to utilize the mouse and keyboard to control all Xbox Cloud Gaming games. If so, uh, so choose. Uh, if, if you so choose. Uh, this is also keeping the Xbox consoles themselves as they receive keyboard and mouse support uh, some time ago. Unfortunately, Brown offered no information on exactly when the functionality would launch, 
though there's still time to wait. And while it's likely to disappoint some fans, especially those who are accustomed to mouse and keyboard from PC gaming, some gamers may be pleased to know that it's not ready yet, and it'll also be preferred if it's not hap- uh, if that not happened at all. Uh, it, sound, it, it sounds great. However, how do I relax on a couch if I have to use a mouse and keyboard? Um, well, I don't think you how, do, how do I chill on the couch with feet up in a relaxed position? That's possible. Play, playing a game with a mouse, ex, ex, explain it to me. Unless it's like a, a miniature version of a keyboard that's in my left hand. Like well, a miniature version. Only only the buttons that I need on a keyboard to play. I mean, like, I... Maybe, I mean, maybe function keys bring, one through six you bring and the WDSD and then another a mouse that's in my hand, like the, a laser mouse that I can move on the couch hey, to you, move like this. You, Otherwise, you what the up, fuck am I doing? Yeah, you bring up a valid point. But what, what I am I doing? Thinking, what I was thinking is like right now I'm on right in front. I have my Xbox, my PC, my PlayStation, whatnot. If I could just have you know, a keyboard where I can play, because it would be more accurate if you're playing like Battlefield or Apex on your, on your Xbox, you're playing mouse and keyboard. Now, you sitting down, like if I don't have a PC, I could buy a keyboard now and be more accurate with a mouse and keyboard than I would be if I had an analog sure. stick, right? But I'm also upright in a chair yeah, on yeah, a desk. Yeah, and I, I totally understand that. Now, on the couch, that you're, you're bringing up a, a valid point, but the percentage of people that are probably, the people that are keyboard warriors, all right, that want to be- not playing the, on Xbox. They're, well, they're, right. They have a PC. And the people that want to be mouse and keyboard, it's a weird thing. It's like, are chilling on the yeah, couch, chilling, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I I agree with you. Okay. So it is what it is. If they had, but for those of you that I, I, want I'm, to know, I'm gonna roll with mouse this. is coming. I'm gonna roll with this. If you just had half the keyboard with function keys like one through five or six, the the WDS and a couple hot keys over here, like maybe like thirty keys around your hand, and then this hand. The hand was the mouse. You know what I mean? Like the hand was the mouse. Like you just have, you have your hand. I can put my hand anywhere here on the couch, wherever. And that yes, couch, keyboard, mouse. Yes, hundred percent. Yes. But if you're talking about, I'm busting out a keyboard and a mouse, and I'm sitting on the couch. I got to get one of them trays and sit on top of my chest, and I got to play. Like, what are we talking about, have, man? Have you seen Who? what you're talking about, Sarge? Have you seen? Have you seen? This is this this is a mouse. As you brought it up, this is what you're talking about. What you want a you want a thing like this where you have the keyboard and the mouse functionality on on the. Uh, that's coming, George. Right? You're making fun of it. That's coming. This is what you're what you're talking about. Yes, yes. But here's a, a futuristic mouse that's yes. coming. This is two hundred twenty dollars. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. If, if you haven't seen this, this is adjustable, all adjustable. Your hand fits in there. Now your functionality yeah. of going up with your finger and down. Yeah, so got the hot keys, and you can grip and have the mouse analog stick. Now on the we're side. now we're talking. Yeah. Now we're talking. This is what yes. you're talking about. Now, if that's what you if that's what you mean by mouse and keyboard, yes, hundred percent, yes. Otherwise, hell no, hell no. Mouse and keyboard for my Xbox. Right. Have you seen half the streamers are playing on their couches and like everyone just on their couch eating Doritos and stuff like. There's no way you're having a full keyboard and a mouse when you're on a couch. Get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. Uh, another, next story. Uh, no Man's Sky confirms Nintendo Switch release dates. Hello Games 2016 Space Survival Adventures coming to the Nintendo Switch. And uh, will melt, it will melt the first Switch if it goes on. Yeah, probably. Um, 
here. Uh, luckily, Nintendo Switch owners uh, can rejoice that each one that No Man's Sky updates will come to built into Nintendo Switch Edition, which is releasing on October 7th. In a partnership with uh, Bandai Namco, the game will be releasing for the Nintendo Switch system in both digital and physical formats uh, for the game that's almost entirely procedurally generated by processing, uh, processing power of the console or systems that is running it. No Man's Sky is landing on a console that isn't as powerful as the current-gen consoles uh, is an impressive feat. Yeah, I would like to know what the hell this is going to run like on the on the Switch. Because uh, right now, Fall Guys on the Switch is like 20, 20 frames per second. Okay? That's Fall Guys. So what the hell is going to happen with No Man's Sky when you're playing with this on, on the thing? I like to know uh, all of a sudden you're playing... You're playing the Switch Sarge, and all of a sudden your Switch looks like uh, the Nazi from uh, from uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of, or uh, I'm sorry, and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know what I'm talking about? At the end, that's what your that's what your Switch is gonna do. It's, it's just gonna melt. It's gonna be like, yeah. first person first person that plays New Orleans Scanner Switch guaranteed locks up the system and it doesn't work. Right. <laughs> that's that's a quick story. Just to let you guys know that No Man's Sky is coming out. For the Nintendo Switch, the next story we're going to talk about, I, I can, I can, I can already see Sarge's like eye twitching. I, I, I see a future here. Uh, reports suggest that Todd Howard neglected Fallout seventy six to focus on Starfield. Uh, reports suggest that Todd Howard neglected Fallout seventy six to focus on most of his attention to upcoming Starfield sci fi RPG. Okay, uh, so. Time will tell how Starfield fares, but in the meantime, a report indicated that the open-world sci-fi RPG may be partly to blame for Fallout 76's problems. Kotaku published a report earlier this month detailing trouble development behind the Fallout 76, claiming that Todd Howard basically neglected work of on Fallout 76 to focus his attention on Starfield, citing one of the sources. Kotaku reported states that Howard was supposed to be in the charge of the game, and yet was mostly concerned with Starfield's controversy, and Kotaku reported says that another source described Howard as a detective producer. Now, it should be noted that Todd Howard was not the director of Fallout 76, so even, so even if he was supposed to be in charge of the game, it wouldn't make sense if that's the efforts that he would most likely fo uh, focus on Starfield. While Howard is the game director of Starfield, he served as an executive producer role for Fallout 76. Howard was served as a director of Bethesda's biggest projects, including Fallout 3, Skyrim, Fallout 4, and so Fallout 76 is the outlier. The report mentions decision that Todd Howard allegedly made Fallout 76 that proved to be one of the biggest sticking points for the game's critics with the launch in 2018. While they have seen uh, since been added to the game Fallout 76 launch without NPCs, this reportedly went against the wishes of so many game developers, but was something that the higher-ups wanted with Howard specifically mentioned in report. Okay, So we also found out in the report that we read on my morning stream on the Daily Grind that Fallout 76 was made in 13 or 15 months. That's that's when the game, the whole cycle of the game, and that they took people off of Redfall and they took people off of Starfield to finish Fallout 76. And Fallout 76 came out uh, in a in a huge, complete buggy, utter mess. Okay, and a whole turmoil that happened with that. And now we're seeing, just two weeks ago, we reported that, or two weeks last week. Redfall and Starfield are now delayed and got pushed back to the at least a year because Redfall was supposed to come out this summer and Starfield was supposed to come out in November and now it's coming out early next year. So obviously, Sarge, can we put two to two together here that because of Fallout 76 and all hands were on deck from different companies or different sectors of Bethesda that now Fallout 76 strikes again 
because now Redfall and Starfield are both delayed because they took people off of that to help with Fallout 76. So does this this make you worry a little bit more that now Starfield will be a buggy mess when it comes out? I understand that most of us have goldfish brains when it comes to certain things that we don't really care about. Like we like gaming, but we're not following gaming every moment of our lives. If you were to do the timeline of the years prior to Fallout 76 coming out, I don't have this in front of me, but I'm I'm thinking about building one. And you look, how many how many years was it after after Fallout before Fallout seventy six came out? Okay, and you already knew that when Fallout four was done, you already knew that they were toying with Starfield and other things. You already knew that that stuff was in the pipeline. Okay, so the fact that you basically stole people from a game that was in the works to pump out a game quickly. And that's what they wanted. They wanted Fallout 76 out quickly because according to that story, they only worked on Fallout 76 for 15 actual months. Right. Well, right? I think it was like 12 to 15 months is when they got worked 15 on. 15 months. And that's the kind of game that you got. Now, of course, right now, the game's much better, Right. But how many years has Fallout 76 been out? I, I think we're going on its third anniversary, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So a decent game, three to five. Three to five. We say it all the time, three to five. So you basically stole from Peter to give to Paul. And now, of course, everything else is delayed because you guys had to release something that wasn't ready and pump it out because you knew it was going to generate revenue. And that's what it's all about. All about generating revenue as opposed to make a game, sell a game. Right? It's, in, it's in its fourth year, by the way. It came out October right? 23rd, 2018. Right? So great. So Fallout 76 is in a really good spot now, isn't it? Well, that means that if it came out right now, it'd have been a complete game. Right? But instead, this nonsense of pumping shit out that isn't ready and forcing people to be your testers for crap, right? And then fix the game along the way is nonsense. Right? You are basically. You're basically telling me without telling me never to buy a game day one, never pre-order. Okay. And if I, if at all possible, wait for game pass, right? Never give you, never give you actual money toward the product. Right. My, my mission is to basically hold off as long as I can until the game is in a ready state. Well, it's coming to that's game basically, pass. that's basically what it's it coming is. to game pass day one. Right. And, and here's, here's <clears throat> the next topic that I want to talk about with the Starfield, Right. Basically, it's because sad, because it's on the Game Pass, right? Sad. And Halo. We, but, but we knew. But we knew when seventy six came out. We knew that already. We knew what they were doing. Oh yeah, right. So, so it's it's going to be on Game Pass. And I look at this and go, well, Halo's on Game Pass, and you can see that that's slow drip. And Fallout seventy six is going to have a single player campaign, and they did say it's going to have DLC down the road, but it's on Game Pass and. Being on Game Pass means that they are going to slow drip this game for the DLC and, and stuff that comes out. It's going to be, it doesn't have to be the best game when it comes out because people are not going to be paying $60, $70 for this when it comes out. They can just wait for day one on at least Xbox, okay, or Ultimate Pass. And if you're on a PC player, uh, it's going to be on, on Ultimate Pass as well for the PC. So you're not paying full price. So the game could be a little lackluster as far as what it is because the, the business model is Game Pass. Well, what, what, explain to me really 
what I should be excited about on a game that comes out day one. What 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 part of the game am I excited about? That the game exists, that that it's a that's in the genre that I like. I'm excited if it's sci-fi. Right. I mean, what what am I exactly? What am I? What endorphins are firing off in my head that I'm ready to throw money at you the the minute that it comes out? When I already know. When I already know. And and it's not like and it's not like I'm trying to be negative about this. This is like the boy who cried wolf, right? In the gaming in the gaming universe, like constantly releasing a game that's broken, telling me they're going to fix it, and then repeat the process for the next twelve or thirteen games over the next five years. So why why would I? What FOMO, Kevin? What 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 FOMO? The game is the game's going to be around. It'll be either it'll be here, Game Pass, or the discount bin. It's going to be around. Right. It's not like it's not like the game comes out and it, it, it here would be the here would be the biggest dick move ever. The game comes out. Yeah. Right. And then after a year, they stop selling the game on purpose. Like, so you have to buy it in the first year. No, no. Otherwise, it goes into a vault somewhere. No, they and then they wait to release it again. They like, won't do that. That would be the extreme dick move. No, the, the, the business model is release the game for free and then charge the DLCs. That's that's what it is. Right. And. The the thing is, George, they George says in chat, he says, with all the incomplete games delayed, won't they have to lock in people for two to three years for Game Pass to prevent people from timing it? No. Here's here's what they do, and this is a sneaky move they do. Uh when they announce a game, let's say um uh Starfield. Starfield's coming out and and they did this during the game Bethesda showcase. They advertise that if you get Game Pass today, you get $1. You pay $1 for the advertisement, like, for the for the thing, and you get three months. Now, that, that happens now. So, like, oh, let's get in on it. So, they get $1 in. They get the three months in. They see all the games that are there. You don't get that opportunity to have that $1 for three months again down the line. Once you use it, it's over, right? You have to make a new account, new email, whole, whole kit caboodle, Okay. So once you use that $1 for three months, now you're in, right? But now you've had three months of Game Pass. So now you've played the games, you've experienced the stuff. You're like, oh, man, this is a really good value. I paid a dollar for three months. What are they asking for? Ten bucks? I'll try ten dollars. You're like, oh, what's the ultimate? Oh, that one that one game's coming out. It's on preview program, right? Well, they're asking for $15. I'll, I'll pay $15 now. And then they have you. They have Still you. Still fresh. Never been open. Still fresh. Right? And even if you pay... Even if you pay the the fifteen dollars for three months, it's still cheaper than one fucking game, right? At the highest level, paying fifteen dollars a month is still less than than one freaking game that you can go out and buy. Yeah, but that's that's part of the issue, though. The issue is is to make the other options so ridiculously bad that the bad option looks good. Right. Well, even if you look at it and go, oh, okay, let's just say let's just say Starfield comes out broke, okay. Great, you pay ten bucks or fifteen bucks to to have Game Pass Ultimate. Okay, you play Fall uh, Starfield and you're like, ah, oh, this is broke. And you're like, ah, you know what? I'll Doesn't just, matter. I, I'll just wait for it. I'll go play Halo now. Halo's been out for a year and a half, two years. Uh, that's pretty smooth now, right? You see what I'm saying? Like, it's just this constant rotation of, ah, oh, well, this game's bad right now. I'll come back to it later. I only, I, yeah, but that's conditioning, right? The condition, the condition right. is that that the game comes out broke, and I know that's gonna come out broke, so I don't, I'm not mad anymore right. because that's the new normal, yeah. right? The new normal is broke, and and that and that somehow f- makes it correct on right. some level. Yeah, I don't think so, man. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of worried now because the articles that came out before and said that false. I'm, I'm not worried at all. 
No, no. I'm what I'm saying is, I'm, I'm, I'm worried. Well, I'm not really worried. I'm, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's content, no matter what, if it's good or bad. But I'm worried because we knew something was wrong with Fallout 76, and now three years, four years into the cycle, we know that it was actually problems with Fallout 76, right? So. You I, needed you needed three years to tell you that you I, couldn't look at the game day one and well, figure no, it out I for did. yourself. Yeah, but now there's okay. evidence coming out, so I think Starfield is going to be the same way. Starfield is going to be broken buggy when it comes out, and two years down the line, you're going to find out why it was broken buggy, right? So it's broken buggy because it didn't have people. The they're, next, they're, they're they're using they're using an outdated engine, patchworking it over and over again, and trying to sell it as a new and improved engine. You saw what I saw. For Starfield, you saw it. I saw it. If that's anything close to what we're getting, I'm not excited. I'm not excited to look at the Gamebryo engine version 8.9. Creation. I'm not, not, not I, embryo. Gamebryo. I call it Gamebryo. Gamebryo engine. But it's called the creation engine. I don't care. <laughs> right? It ain't creating nothing but problems, is what it's creating. So the, the next story I want to talk about is this game called Superfuse. Uh, modders are going to have a blast. Go ahead. Superfuse is like a superhero Diablo game. I think we looked at this a couple of weeks ago or months ago. Uh, Water, Water uh, showed us this, uh, sent it to us. Okay, let me, let me bring it to the NADP so you can actually see here. Uh, this looks like a, it's a top-down, isometric, uh, superhero slash game. We did talk about this a couple of... Uh, months ago i want to say about six or seven months ago we talked about it on i believe this podcast if not uh i guess it's it's coming back out or looks like it's coming back out in another testing phase you got skill trees you're a superhero it looks pretty interesting uh, it almost looks like a borderlands-esque it's like a borderland-esque style looking diablo style type of game and it's a superhero game so looks interesting Superfuse uh, first look preview. So you can see, yeah, we, we definitely looked at an early access preview of this uh, about seven months ago. So I just wanted to bring this on people's radar if you guys are interested in stuff like this. It's called Superfuse. Um, and, and you got a couple different classes. It looks like you got a Berserker. Hold on one second. It looks like you had a Berserker class. Nope. Come on. It looks like you had a Berserker class and something else. I'll wait for the, the screen to pop up and see if I can pause it. Yeah, uh, D-Mac. Good call. Brute Good Force, call. Berserker, and, and Lighting. Uh, you got your Slam category. Cell Shade, thank you. Looks kind of like Torchlight. Oh, yeah, Torchlight. I forgot about that. Thanks, D-Mackie. Yeah, Torchlight is a, is, a, is a good representation of it. So, obviously, this looks like it might be co-op. I would assume a game like this would be co-op, but I don't know. Um, it's just a one-player game right here. But this looks interesting. Um, we played that other game. Was it Space Punks by Epic Games that I've been playing? It's sort of like this feels, but that's a shooter. This looks more of a melee-esque uh, type game. So keep this on your radar if you're looking interested into yeah. games like this. Uh, Superfuse. It's called Superfuse. Uh, and that is uh, coming out sometimes in the, in, in, in your future. <clears throat> I want to kind of glance over this, Sarge. Uh, it's about... It's about Battlefield 2076 or Battlefield 2042. Uh, yeah. There's a story that came out yeah, I got that basically. Uh, where's our Where's our template? I think it's like 29. I'm not even gonna bring it up. Or should I bring it up? All right, I guess so. Yeah, let's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're on. talking about this. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm waiting. 
<laughs> yeah, now now you can talk about it. Okay. Now now you can talk about so, it. So, all right. So, <clears throat> Betafield 2076, uh, it says... They came out with a statement in an interview. It says, we want to be proud of Battlefield 2042. There's a there's a new a new head of the company. She's been there for a couple of months now. Okay. And uh, through the article, they talk about how they're trying to get the game back to what fans wanted, right? But they but obviously uh, they don't want to get they don't want to listen to the fans. They're listening to the other fans that are not fans of Battlefield, right? The the company during this article basically says that they 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 don't understand why the game is failing and they and they they want to work their way back up to to get us the fans back okay okay and what they're talking about here and i don't know how you do, how you would read this okay so here's a quote okay it says totally she has definitely or it says we are only focusing on battlefield 2042 okay now there is no time for anything else and this is what we want to do in 3 years we want to be the first person shooter powerhouse that dice deserves to be. And that is what we're going for. Okay. Now I don't know how to, to describe in three years. Okay. Does that mean, cause they say we're only focused on battlefield 2042. Okay. And then it says in three years, we want to be the, the first person shooter powerhouse that dice deserves to be. And that's what they're going for. All right. Just to let you know, 29 people left the company that were heads of this of the of dice nobody's nobody's there anymore all brand new people and most people didn't even play or uh work on battlefield one okay so battlefield five and this are brand new people go ahead sarge question yeah i don't know the i don't know the, i don't know the, this woman from a hole in the wall i don't know who she is however if i take her words at face value as truth. Does she not realize that the conversation already was had that when the game came out and failed, that they were already working on the new Battlefield game like immediately afterwards? And so her stating that her team of people will be working on 2042 for the next three years in order for it to be the best Battlefield game ever when they're already making a new Battlefield game over here? Right. Like that's already happening. So are you going to milk this game for three years while they're working on another Battlefield game? And then when your game is good, stop playing it because a new Battlefield game came out and no one cares about it anymore. Like, like be more specific to me when you say that for the, for three years, do you mean you're working on the new game? Because I know you're not working on this game for three years because originally <laughs> you guys were pumping out a battlefield game every two years. So if they're already working on one and you're, you're saying three years from now, that game is going to be the best game ever. I'm confused on multiple levels. I'm confused. Somebody's got to, somebody, so you have to elaborate on that. She makes no sense. Well, here's another quote. She says, letter makes no sense. She says, quote, uh, we couldn't do, that to our players and we we couldn't do that to ourselves says cortez now i don't want to use the word revenge because it's too strong in english but you know we cannot leave it like this uh as i said we owe it to the players okay we owe it to the players uh but they but here's they're they're working towards to fixing this game and they're like because we respect the players but yet they're taking it seriously now but yet they didn't take it seriously when they were working on the game uh and, and to let you know that this game reportedly 
Reportedly, Battlefield 2042 was only worked on for 13 months. 13 months before it launched, it was, it was worked on. Reported by, uh, by uh, Tom Henderson. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, can you repeat the statement that she said? Just that little beginning part where she says, we care and put it, put it together for me again. Cause I was laughing the minute you oh, said it. Where, I started laughing. She I says, forgot about it. She says, yeah, uh, say it again. we couldn't do that to the players and we couldn't do that to ourselves. Uh, I don't want to use the word revenge because it's too strong in English, but you okay. know, we cannot leave it like that. As I said, we owe it to our players. Okay. So you owe it to our players to make a proper game. Right. So instead of not releasing the game and making a proper game and owe it to the fans and bring out the game, you they released something that was a piece of shit, literally a piece of shit. Right. Literally. Right? And now you care. Now you care. Well, you care now because you didn't make a fucking dime that you wanted. I mean, you made money. Believe me, we know how many copies you guys got that, that were bought. We already know. So... You guys made your money. You used to make all the money. So now you care. Now you care? I don't care. I don't care anymore. I, I, it's, it's, it's a piece of shit is what it is. Here, it's a literal flaming here, turd on a tire fire on a barge in Jersey. That's what it is. Here's, it's a piece of shit. One more quote. It says, The launch of Battlefield 2042 was not expected. Our players and community were disappointed, but so was our developer team. We have focused on health of the game, and so bug after bug, patch after patch, we were fixing to improving it, and each patch, we have little to little win, and they important for our team to because why we're disappointed in we were celebrating our 30 years as a studio, but also 20 years of Battlefield, and we have players who have been with us for 20 years and are disappointed with them, or disappointed them. It's really hard on us. So we want to improve the core <laughs> gameplay. Yeah, yeah. So let me let me finish. So we want to improve the core gameplay experience. <laughs> and that's what we were focusing on. And now, as you might know, yes. we just released the season one and we have good feedback and the players are enjoying our map and the content that we have provided. So in a win for us is making us feel better. And the team is here is to make Battlefield and they're passionate about Battlefield. And we have many Battlefield veterans. So it's important for us to improve Battlefield 2042 and the experience that can be provided for the players. We owe them that. Okay. So much to unpack. <laughs> so, so much to unpack. I'm going to go from the development point, the development point of view. If you are a developer at Dice, and you happen to be around, just to say, you happen to be around for the heyday of Battlefield, like Bad Company Two, you know, Bad Company, Battlefield Three. Like, I get it. Like, after a while, you guys were pumping out a game every two years, which is ridiculous. We all know it's ridiculous, but they were doing it anyway. So at some point, if that's your life, you're tired of making first-person shooter Battlefield games. Right. Like, 100%. 100% I'm with you. Like, I want to do something else. I can't work here anymore because all you guys want to do is the same game every two years, and that's all we're doing, and I'm, I'm, I'm burnt out. I want to create something else. I'm a fucking artist. That's what they are. That's what they are. Right, you're you're not supposed to get the same game every year. You're burning people out, right? You're supposed to wait five years or so before that game comes out again because there's supposed to be other games coming down the right. pike that take your attention away from that to do something else, right? But no, we're gonna we're gonna cookie cut Battlefield and Call of Duty until people choke. It's just choke. We're gonna keep pumping them out, and then you lose half the senior staff 
and then want to know why you guys can't piece together something because you've got a new group of monkeys that you're trying to train to pump out a battlefield game every two years. Yeah. Right. Isn't it, isn't it obvious that once again, all this ever shows is that the video game industry is not an industry of making fucking widgets. Okay. Do they not understand at this point that it is not treated like the same kind of business like other businesses are because it's not run the same way? People's tastes change. The culture changes. How you look at video games change. New groups of people come in like certain types of games. You can't be making the same shit all the time, trying to pump it out, making even more money every year. Right. It takes time to make art. It takes time to make things correctly. And you're not going to be a bazillionaire from making video games unless you're Bobby fucking Kotick. Okay? Right? right? You're going to just be some guy who has a job and is making video games. Right, you're cogging likes, the wheel. Because, the because wheel. he likes to make video games. Right. But they want to change over time. Why is this so hard to see? Do you not see the destruction of what happens over time? IPs getting nuked, people getting burnt out, walking away, quitting, changing studios five times, or even better yet, the, 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 the grace of a team of guys saying that's enough, we don't like what's going on, and then they form their own new group and then go off on their own. Those are the ones I'm going to be paying attention to right. because they have all the experience. They don't want to be under the same gun to the head we need another Battlefield game or Call of Duty game, okay? And they're going to pump something out. That's how it's supposed to be. It is not supposed to be ka-chunk, 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 right. and a game comes out. But once again, we are still following the same same thought process that because I didn't get this game, right? I don't like the company anymore. No, I don't like the company anymore because of the list of other shit yeah, that, that they did. they're doing now. Right? The, the stuff I don't like, the reason why I don't give Activision Blizzard a fucking penny, not one penny, is the other list of shit that they have done that I didn't forget about. Like, right. I don't care about your Diablo game. I don't care about Diablo 4. All I know is the list of shit that you guys have done. And not the developers. Not well, the developers. Well, The top guys. Well, speaking of Diablo, I wanted to do this because uh, this is fun. Okay. I saw, I saw uh, Young Yeah do this. On yeah, his... George, I'm glad they feel better. I'm glad shitting on shitting on the customer, lying to them. I'm glad you're feeling better. Somebody somebody created the uh, the calculator that what would cost at a twenty five dollar spin per five star gem. Okay, so oh, we're gonna do this just for fun. Okay, and see how much money it would take us to get our first five star gem based on the statistics. It would be in Diablo Immortal. Okay, so here we go. Calculate the cost of a five star gem. And already we're at $400, $500. We still don't have one. And it tells you how many you have. You have, we're at 301 star, 90, 102 star, 32, 2 star, 13, 4 star, 3 star, 3, 4 stars, 0, 5 stars. We're at $2,500. And we're still going out to see if we can get our first 5 star uh, as, it, as it rolls here. So this is how much money potentially you would have to spend to get your first 5 star gem. Now, you need to roll more to get more five-star gems, okay? Because the five-star gems, you need to put inside five-star gems to level up that five-star gem. Wow, this was actually pretty cheap, okay? I did this earlier, and I had $13,000. I just got my first five-star gem at 5000 Yes, Let's... you got your first five-star gem, but how many... It's it's a five star gem, but how many points in each of the categories? That's supposed to be five star across the board. No, it's a, it's a five it's a five out of five star gem is what it is. Yeah. Okay, so now 
get my second five star because I would have to combine two five star gems to put it in together. Okay, to put together to, to try to see see how much we can spend to get our second five star gem, and then we'll stop this. Okay, so we're at we're at eight thousand dollars, eight thousand dollars right now. Uh, if if you look at this and go, that's not that bad. You have problems. You you have problems. Just to let you know. Right, it, we're at we're closing in on ten thousand dollars to get our second five star gem. Uh, we're approaching eleven hundred dollars. So this is just insane. First off, uh, like I did, I I did mine. I had thirteen thousand, thirteen thousand five hundred thirty-five dollars, I think, or something along the lines of that, or twenty-five dollars. So we're still we're at thirteen thousand dollars right now to get our second five star gem. Up oh, there it is, thirteen thousand nine hundred dollars. We got our first one at five thousand, so we spent an additional, additional eight thousand dollars, almost nine thousand dollars to get a second star, a second five star gem. So you can see what it would cost people to actually do this, which is just, just insane. Uh, speaking of insanity, we're going to talk about the Bungie Two's Destiny Two fraudulent DMC takedown center for seven point six million dollars, which I don't think they'll ever see the money. But if you guys remember the story that we talked about a couple of months ago, someone was knocking down Bife and Azacross and uh, 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 a bunch of other streamers and Destiny themselves. Okay, well, now we, we know who it was. Yesterday, Bungie filed a lawsuit against an individual named Nicholas Minar, okay, or Minar, uh, also known as Lord Nazo. Now, uh, Nazo was a, had a YouTube channel that was hit by a series of takedowns from Bungie's brand protection vendor, CSC Global, for uploading Destiny's original soundtracks back in December of 2021, okay, which were taken down by YouTube in January this year. Now, according to the lawsuit, uh, Nan uh, Nano uh, Nanzo uh, created a uh, two new Gmail accounts with the CSC name uh, uh, iteration against Bungie and issued a total of 96 DMA takedowns against Destiny YouTubers, which included My Name Is Bife, Azacross, Prothemius, Prothemius. I can't pronounce the guy's name, and, and many more. 96 times uh, Nazo sent DMCA takedown notices uh, purposely, okay, on uh, behalf of Bungie, identifying himself as a Bungie brand protection vendor in order to have YouTube instruct innocent creators to delete their De Destiny 2 videos or face copyright strike. Now, for those of you, if you get three copyright strikes, you're done. You're just basically done off of YouTube, and you have to start all over again. Right? Uh, so... Uh, for Bungie, the initial damages and the injunctive relief, including enhanced uh, damages, is 150000 for each of the works implicated into the fraudulent takedown notice and willfully infringed Bungie's registered trademark. So a total of $7.65 million uh, is, is up for, for lawsuit. Bungie worked with Google, and this is, the, this is the story I want to talk about right here. Bungie worked with Google to identify the, the individual by tracing their IP address and then two Gmail accounts under the names of Jeremiah Winland and Damon Reynolds. The data Google sent over to Bungie earlier this month included every takedown notice miners sent from each of those accounts and logged into each IP address and used miners to connection with two accounts. Okay. After the takedown notices reported, Bungie and the company released an off, uh, official statement and they were actively investigating the issue. So the, the thing I have an issue with Right, and I'll let you take there's this. A Sarge. Couple, there's a couple things here. Yeah. Go ahead. So I'll I'll, I'll let you take this, Sarge, because uh, I know you're going to say the same thing. Go ahead. Well, well, it's not the same thing. Well, look, first of all, it was a dick move. I understand he flipped out, and he went off the fucking deep end. Right, I get that. Right now, 
the good thing that came out of that is the fact that it shows how easy it is to DMCA somebody. Okay. It shows how easy it is and how easy it is to destroy someone's business for the three strike policy. That's number one. Number two is the fact that Google conspired with Bungie to find out the information where beforehand we right. were told many times, many times we were told that no one ever knows who does the DMC strikes. They can't figure it out. They can't find out what it is. Meanwhile, this shows flat out that if they want to find out who struck you, they can, right? Which means that the rest of the DMCAs that we've been getting over the years that were not true are bullshit. Right. Are complete and total bullshit. So this opens up a whole can of worms now. I'm sorry that this particular gentleman had to take the brunt of it, but in his sacrifice, he opens the door for good things to happen. Yeah. Yeah. He he showed how flawed the YouTube system is that anyone can copyright strike anybody at any time. You don't have to be a part of anybody. You can just be like, I just want to be a dick and just it just copy strike someone. He got a That's little fine. he got a little bit uh uh zealous by overdoing it with ninety six copyright strikes, right? Because he was like, oh, this is easy, so I'm going to keep doing it, right? It's sort of like a criminal. They steal, they steal again until they get caught, and they're like, oh, but it was so much fun, right? So they do it again. So, right. <clears throat> so, so what's, the, what's the penalty? The penalty is $7.6 million, but is so he actually going to— The penalty for a, a fraudulent claim, one claim, what is it worth? What, what's the payment for one claim? Oh, I, it's $150,000. Okay, so then anybody that, that's been— claimed on that really didn't have a claim i guess it's okay to sue those people then too then right well technically bife and as cross could go after this person as well but no no i'm not talking about for this particular case no no what i'm saying I'm is if about anyone all the other you, cases yeah, yeah if, if someone copyright strikes you for fraudulent stuff and it's not really the person but see a lot of the young young small like i'm a small channel when that when i get copyright i don't even try to fight it because it's not even worth my time so what i do is i just delete that uh, I trim that section out of my videos or I try to mute it or I try to fight it. But then if you, the wording that's used by YouTube, if I try to go for fair use and then the, the wordage that they put it back towards me is if it comes back and it's not fair use, then, then I get a strike. And it's like, well, right now it's just a copyright claim. Well, I don't, I'm not going to try to push it more. Right. So I'm just like, ah, fuck it, whatever. And I just kind of so it, it it scares the, the the smaller YouTubers into being like, oh, okay, I'm just I'm just gonna back down. When you have big people and Destiny's like, Bungie's like, wait a minute, why are we getting struck that we didn't do this? That's when you where he fucked up, right? Because if he didn't do it to Destiny, right, or Bungie themselves and just did it to the other streamers, I think he would still be hidden. Yes, but he'd still be a dick because oh, those, people be losing, those people have been losing their losing their channels. Absolutely. On top of this, okay, this this person uh, Skill Up reported on this. He said. Uh, what the crazy part is, is that this person, Nazo, lied to us and started a Discord group DM with him and went back and forth pretending that he was part of the, of the thing that also got hit for being a Destiny content creator. And yet he was the person all along doing it, okay? Which is another just a psychotic move of pretending that you're the victim and yet... That, that, that's what you do. Right. That's what Pretending you you're the victim and then pretending that you're on their side, but you're the person That's doing correct. it the whole time, getting more yep. jollies off of seeing these people pissed off about it, right? So it's it, a, it, a little it, strange. It shows, it shows the weakness of YouTube. Right. It shows that the, the DMC system is broken and is not done correctly or professionally in any way. Any Anybody can claim on you 
and cause a problem for your channel. Right. That's the issue. Now, if that doesn't come out as the main issue in a couple weeks, then it's a problem. That's even a worse problem. Him being a dick, he's a dick. All right. I understand why he did it, but he's still a dick. Right. Okay. But at that point, what we know now, the information that we know now is worth a hundred times the fact that what he did, because well, now we know the ridiculousness of the YouTube. I, well, I said it before. Look, your actions Rule. have consequences. He did something, and now the consequence is what he, what's happening. He doesn't have $7 million. No, of course this, not. It's going to be one of those things where he might, he might get some kind of fine or something, but once again, it's going to show, and that'll, that'll, that'll even be worse. If he doesn't get consequences, if there's no consequences for what he does, then what's, well, the, penalty well, one thing I, a, I what's the penalty for being a dick trying to destroy people's channels and no consequences? What, one thing I think Bungie will do, they'll ban him completely, <laughs> IP and everything, so he won't be able to play Destiny ever again. Oh, no. Well, for a Destiny content creator, that would be pretty big, right? Oh, no. So, uh, not not but, struck down yeah. by Bungie. Yeah. So the last story I want to talk about is uh, Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters uh, video game that's coming out, it's called Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. This is the same developers that did the uh, Friday the 13th game, the Alien Predator game. They've done a whole bunch of other games. This is a... You could you could play group, you could play solo, you can play with a four v a four v one, sort of like evolved. Okay, where this this looks good. I like this. Uh, this this looks interesting, but at the same time, I think this lives or dies with uh, with the population. Well, it looks it game. looks it looks good, but the gameplay's got to be. What are the moves in the game? You know what I mean? Like if it's just. We're trying to vacuum clean some stuff off the floor, right? Like, what's the tactics for the ghosts? What are the moves for the ghosts? Like, what if it's four versus one? Especially, you better have some kind of moves, otherwise, you're just some dude running around. Well, the, like, the, the specialty for the ghosts, he can get more powerful and then uh, hide in more places and do more uh, area of effect type of things. I get it, but is there is there something on the long along the lines of where the guy who plays the ghost causes the uh, Ghostbusters to cause more damage? Yes. Than they than they yes. need to, and yes. so that they're penalized yeah, in the can, long run. You can see like you, that kind of thing. Yeah, something. You can, you can it's got to be something. You can see certain things of the of the destruction. They the the price gets added up. Uh, claims start to happen. Uh, I watched another video yesterday where the, the Ghostbusters, the ghost went between them. And they all started shooting. They hit each other, and they all went down. Right, so because you can't you can't shoot each other with the with the goddamn. Well, well that's gotta be that's gotta be something that has to be in the game. Otherwise, it's four versus one. You right. got to find some kind of tactic. Yeah. Uh, so this seems like a fun game. I'm I'm very interested in this. Right, you can see in the upper left hand corner they have like seventy five hundred dollars worth of claims. So I want to know what the skill or the uh, evolution, I guess, of the of the Ghostbusters side is. So like, if you're the ghost and you're and you win, obviously you're gonna level up your ghost side, sort of like um. Uh, back for blood and 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 whatnot. Where if you're the Ghostbusters, I want to know if like if you have no fines or no things, are you leveling up your characters? Are you leveling up your business? Are you unlocking stuff uh with inside your your uh your firehouse? You know what I'm saying? Like I want to know more about this. Like in Friday the Thirteenth, most of the stuff you did was just unlock cosmetics and you had different outfits that you can do. Obviously, as Ghostbusters, how many outfits are you going to change fun, when you're? Still a fun game, though. No, absolutely. You don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't need outfits. Friday the Thirteenth is completely different. You, you don't need. You don't need. Uh... But what I'm saying is, what's going to be the? It's a fun. It's a fun party game. It's what it's meant to be. It's not meant to play a long play game over and over again. It's supposed to be meant to play every once in a while. I do like the idea, though, and this doesn't. This doesn't really come out a lot with the Ghostbuster game, but I do like the idea of 
a game where the player is the bad guy. And over time, if he gets big enough, then the actual player could be a boss character in the game. They, I like I like I believe that premise. that's what happens in this I game. I like that premise. I believe that's what happens in this game. Because I remember reading an article saying that you can get super uh, a certain level where basically you're, you're imagine, a boss. You're imagine boss. if you level up your, as as the as the villain in the game. Imagine a player leveling up his character, and then the more levels he gets, the more abilities he picks up. Yeah, and then that's when he doing. reaches and when he reaches boss status, he's got to pick from like five or six different kind of moves, and that's the only ones he can pick. And then that's what he uses against the team. But if the team can figure out what moves he actually has. Then over time they can figure out how to beat them. Like it's an actual boss battle, right. but you're the boss. Right. I think that would be really, really fun. Yeah, it could be. Fun. I think that would be interesting to interesting to play. That. Yeah, I don't know what it is about Ghostbusters, man. I know they're making another Ghostbusters show. I think on Netflix they're they're making uh, uh, the reason show. why the reason why you like Ghostbusters is because it's the last IP they haven't shit on yet. Well, though no, they they did shit on it with the with the. I, with I don't the know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking. I know. About. I didn't see it either, but. Uh, the goal, uh, uh, Ghostbusters aftermath wasn't wasn't bad. I liked it a lot. It was uh, it was a nice uh, send off, I guess. And then obviously they're doing a whole series now. They're doing TV shows. They're doing multiple games. They have a VR game that I'm kind of interested in getting if I get a VR headset. Uh, so uh, this will be this will be a game I probably pick up when it comes out. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I, I think it comes out in October as well, if I'm not mistaken. I think it comes out in October. I mean, if there's if there's possessions, you can't kill the per you can't kill the person, right? If you can possess somebody, special abilities, you know, I, I I'm not saying put Gozer in right away, but like you have to have levels of kind of like ghosts and demons and that kind of stuff. Right. Like I think that would be really good. It'd be a good game. Uh, let me see one real quick. Go, uh, Ghostbusters, Spirits Unleashed. Uh. I know that you can level up the the actual character in some way, shape, or form. Unleash a four v one co op game that lets uh, spirits unleash four v one co op game. But play the ghosts like Dead by Daylight, Proton Packs, two sides. Um, yeah, they don't they don't give you too much information off their website. I know it was a video I, I watched. I'll find more information about it, and maybe I'll talk about it on the Daily Grind, or maybe next week on on GXG. Uh, that'll do it. Episode 315 is in the can. We do appreciate you very much for coming out and hanging out with us on Generation X Gaming. Uh, there are no more streams for this week. I am uh, live Monday through Thursdays in the mornings from 10 o'clock in the morning till 2 p.m. Eastern. This is Monday through Thursday for the Daily Grind. We do a Disney Plus show on Wednesday night's podcast uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern covering the, the Marvel uh, movie uh, shows or uh, Star Wars shows. Uh, we also do a uh, game play night uh, Mondays and Tuesdays, Wednesdays now because the show's over. I don't know if we're going to cover Marvel, Miss Marvel anymore. Uh, I haven't watched the third episode yet. Uh, and then we do the podcast here, 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursday nights. We do appreciate you very much for coming out. Please make sure you share, like, and subscribe. Hit the notification so you know when we go live on this channel on 30 and Still Gaming over on YouTube. Uh, please, uh, if you'd like to go above and beyond that, you can hit the membership button as little as 99 cents, $2.99, $4.99, or you can become a uh, you can gift memberships out for people as well. Make sure if you want to get a gifted membership, make sure that uh, when given that you uh, opt in, you have to you have to accept gifted uh, memberships over here on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate it very much. Uh, if I don't see you on the next one, we'll see you uh, on the next uh, episode. We'll see you when we see you uh, on any times. Oh, you can watch me tomorrow. 
tomorrow at 3 o'clock in the afternoon over on Reforged Roundtable with Lono and Ginger Prime. Um, and we'll see you guys there for more conversation on video games. Appreciate it very much. See you guys in the next one. Game on. Two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.